0: Offers end 83121. Our world is full of mixed messages and difficult choices. But at Christ Wesleyan Church, you'll find a place where you can find the truth. I love that the Bible is the foundation of everything they do. I learn a lot at Kidsway, and I've met some really good friends.
1: Christ Wesleyan is a safe place to learn, grow, and connect.
0: Every week, I feel like I'm learning so much and growing in my faith.
2: With campuses in Milton and Sunbury, Christ Wesleyan is a place for you to belong. Find us online and watch a live worship service at cwc.life. Christ Wesleyan, sharing the light. If you're looking to purchase a new
0: home, you know how competitive the market is. Houses are being sold at a faster rate than we've seen in decades, and it's really tough to finalize the sale on that dream home. But we can help you find your perfect place. Hi, I'm Larry Johnson, president of the Bowen Agency Realtors, and our agents can ensure you have the advantage on finding and securing your new home. Now is not the time to navigate real estate on your own. Our realtors are local, proactive, and always ready to make sure that you have the upper hand in
2: closing on a new home. Please visit us on Facebook and see our five-star reviews. Visit us on bowenagency.com or stopping in our offices in Lewisburg, Sealands Grove, or Sunbury. Coming or going, trust the talent at Bowen. Bowen Agency Realtors.
3: If you enjoy woodworking and would like to be part of the second largest privately owned cabinet manufacturer in the U.S., Cabinet Works in Mifflinburg is looking for a general laborer to join their team. They offer great work and great pay, up to $1,825 an hour, 25 and $0.30 cent shift differentials, weekly paychecks, 401k with company match, and a whole lot more. And they have a $1,500 sign-on bonus plus a $600 referral bonus. Visit 100 Industrial Parkway Mifflinburg for an immediate interview. Equal Opportunity Employer. Eagle 107 is W.E.G.H. Northumberland, Sealins Grove. Your home for Sealance Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107.
4: Makes the catch at the 30. Makes the man miss at the 35. He's at the 45. Runs away from the defender. He's at the 30. The 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown for the Sealands
3: Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game the heartland conference and games all over the central Susquehanna valley and we'll have previews of other games airing from sunbury broadcasting corporation now from the stadium here
4: are pat o'brien and steve briggs welcome to pottsville high school and welcome to seals game day driven by sunbury motors with ford honda lincoln's in the north ford street auto plaza in sunbury and sunbury motors kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in humbles Wharf. this is pat o'brien i'll be joined by hall of fame coach steve briggs here shortly Tonight on Eagle 107, the 2021 Seals Grove Seals look to get a win. It'll be their third straight season opening win if they get the win here at Pottsville. A year ago, the Seals beat the Milton Black Panthers 42-6 in their opener. The Seals wrapped up the 2020 season at 4-4, and losing to the Schmokin to open up the District 4 playoff. Tonight, the Seals take on an unfamiliar opponent in the Crimson Tide, who finished a year ago at 6-2 it is well known that the seals will try to establish themselves as an offensive force this season and it goes along with coach hicks as he's not shy and saying he will try to run the ball 40 times in the 2021 season as his passing game develops as an bring in coach briggs into the conversation we saw the seals providing a heavy doses of the ground game so it becomes a must that they improve on the 107 yards per game passing average a year ago to improve on the 4-4 four and four season in 2020?
2: Pat you hit it right on the head um, the, there's no question in high school football you, you know if you line up and run the football teams are gonna you know put more people in the box eight and nine people in the box I think we ran the ball very well in the scrimmage last week against Lewisburg which I'm sure Pottsville has been looking at so I expect to see that if we do run the football as expected successfully i think uh part of that whole equation has to be we got to we got to air it out somewhat and as you said the numbers speak for themselves and i think that's key that's going to be very key tonight and the the weeks on after.
4: As they look to try to gain that confidence in the running game and something we talked about on the whole ride here and be able to be able to throw the ball just enough to keep the defense honest. Speaking of defense Seals Grove has relied on their defense year in and year out. As the offense looks to get their footing the Seals will rely on senior Brandon Heil number two and number one Teague Hoover on the defensive side of the ball. The two combined for an average of 20 tackles per game a year ago Heil finished the season with 10 tackles for loss. Hoover led the team with interceptions. The two seniors have set the tone, and I know you saw good things from the defensive side of the ball during the scrimmage against Lewisburg. Same
2: thing. Uh, I think that's a strength to this football team. I think it's been a strength since uh, Coach Hicks has been here, frankly. Uh, he, he basically adapted the the three five defense to central pennsylvania and he did it successfully and i think that's you know the culture of this program i think it's the culture of this team now um i there's no question the equation these guys want to want to include to win a football game is play strong defense uh i think hiles one of the best football players in our area uh I, i've been watching him grow play and grow mm-hmm little uh, that i have seen in the in the last couple years but he he was a force last week and i think uh teague especially being an all-state player um they're the leaders they have to to make this baby go and i think that's you you hit him right on the head again Uh, that's the key to this whole deal
4: one thing we talked about last week was teague hoover was second on the team from a safety position in tackles (laughs) behind ryan allman no defensive coach, no coach wants to see your safety having to make so right. many tackles.
2: Exactly. Yeah, th- that means they're getting through the the front level, but um, this is an aggressive defense, and that may happen. Um, it's primarily a zone uh, package behind it. That's that's part of the makeup of the uh, of the of the three five, uh, mostly a three deep scheme, and that may come into play tonight because their quarterback is very athletic. It's tough to play man coverage against uh, an athletic uh, quarterback because you. He's just going to follow you right down the field when you're in man coverage, and and th- that's a key to look at. That's one of the things I'm going to look at early as, as we get going here.
4: And he comes back, and we'll talk more about the quarterback for Pottsville. Had a very good year a year ago, just in eight games. Rush for almost 900, through for almost 900 yards, Rush for almost 600. So as you talk about, the dual threat creates a lot of pressure on the defensive side of the ball. And we said Brandon Heil and Teague Hoover, both seniors for this defense, will be, have a big part of trying to stop the Pottsville quarterback. Obviously, there's great importance with getting the season opening win. But the, for the Seals, I think it's to a greater level. Seals were 4-4 last year. They struggled to score offensively. They had beat Shemoke in the week before, then lost to him, got shut out. So you carry that throughout the whole offseason. Now, as a coach, you're talking to your kids all offseason about how you're going to go about opening the season and getting that all-important opening win. But for the Seals, I think it raises a level of the importance from a confidence standpoint with a lot of new guys stepping in and trying to fill the shoes from a year ago
2: exactly right uh, th- this is a program th- this these guys and I'm gonna use the word culture again there's a winning culture here and I think they they go in the offseason um, uh, you know what's the term Win the offseason before you win the in season and, and I think they do that consistently in this program uh, coach Hicks and staff he's got a terrific staff some of the veteran guys uh, these kids are smart and they work hard. They know what's up, and they know uh, you know what a what a big game this is for week one, and what a confidence builder this will be.
4: We come to Pottsville for the first time as the broadcast uh, Eagle One on Eagle One Hundred Seven, Eagle 107com New coming in, very historic stadium here, and. Steve, you had been here and seen it and uh, built it up, and you're right on the money. Beautiful setting here. Looking forward to a a great opener for the Seals Grove Seals and the Pottsville Crimson Tide. We have a lot more to cover for both teams. We'll also put the final word on the Seals uh, game from last year that wrapped up uh, the loss to the Schmokin Indians. We'll check on other games as part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family. Uh, when we look at the preview for the Chickalimmy Braves, the Lewisburg Green Dragons, we'll also hear from Coach Derek Hicks. And finally, we'll get Steve's take on what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
3: Now that I'm buying my first home, the folks at Norrie Bank have been incredibly helpful. Anytime I have questions, I've got Brenda. She's just a phone call away.
4: When it comes to my
0: retirement planning, I've got Jared. I'm ready to open a savings account for my grandson. And I've got Tim. I've got Robin.
3: I've got Rose. For all of my banking needs, I've got Nori Bank.
0: The right people, the right solutions, the right bank. The Northumberland National Bank. Member FDIC and equal housing lender.
5: There is so much family fun at Colston Hill Tree Farm, like the 50 huge outdoor games right here on the
0: lawn. Yes, I know. Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm has hundreds of pumpkins in the pumpkin patch, too. Right Oh, there you are at the corn cannon. Oh, I bet the pumpkin chunk and giant slingshot snacks. You're aim this just right. Well, stop running. You're going to get...
5: No!
0: Thanks, everybody. Lost in the maze. You're just going on a hayride alone. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, Mexico Road, Milton, and ColesStonyHill.com. Corn maze will be open September 17th through November 7th.
4: Eagle 107. back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien, along with Hall of Fame coach Steve Briggs. As we've just learned, both teams have been uh, asked to leave the field, rumbling a thunder. We are anticipating some weather here, but hopefully it's uh, no more than the 30-minute delay that we're going to have to go through here before the teams can come back out and get through their pre-game warm-ups. Again, Seals Grove getting ready to take on the Pottsville Crimson Tide. But while we're doing the pregame, we check in with other games going on, on a part of the Sunbury broadcasting families as we heard first here from the Chickalimbee Braves as the Chickalimbee Braves finish the 2020 season at three and six. They look to take a big step forward tonight versus Central Mountain under second year, second year head coach Jim Kaiser. So to hear more about the Chickalimbee Braves, let's go to Kevin Hur covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Shannon Manning starts his PHAC coaching career tonight
5: with Central Mountain traveling to Shikalame Stadium to face the Braves. Manning will bring the success, or at least try to bring the success, of the 2017-2019 District Championships of his last eight years at Belfont to a Wildcats team that finished 2020 at 500 and not at the bottom of the PHAC division last year. Jim Kaiser and Shikolimi would like to spoil that debut as Central Mountain did to Kaiser's opening game as Shikolimi's head coach a year ago up at Central Mountain. Wildcats return their key starters on offense in Brett Gerlach at quarterback, and the tandem of backs of Ryan Pence and Micah Walliser. Collectively, the two had 200 carries, 1,148 yards, and 11 touchdowns. The offensive line could be the question for Central Mountain. The beef from last year that opened up many of those big holes, they're gone. They come into tonight with a rather inexperienced O-line. That, on the contrary, is Shikolami's strength this year. A veteran and big O-line with a collection of three running backs with experience carrying the ball. Braden Wertman will try to replace the fleet-footed dual-threat quarterback Drew Balistrini with hopes of finding returning wide receiver John Pfeiffer, who averaged 22 yards a catch a year ago with two touchdowns. Shikalemi should be strong at linebacker in the 3-5 that Kaiser and defensive coordinator Bill Freeman run. It's a Shikalemi team that improved greatly from Game 1 to Game 9 last year, finishing the year at 3-6 and and a great end of the season. In the two wins and an overtime loss to Mifflinburg in those last three games, Shikalemi posted 75 points while giving up just 20. Central Mountain at Chickalemie opening the season tonight at Chickalemie Stadium. You can join me and the Chief Dave Ritchie at 6 30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Kevin Hurd reporting for SEALs game day presented by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107.
4: Thank you, Kevin, for that preview of the season opener for the Chickalemie Braves. Again, can be heard on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Well, the Lewisburg Green Dragons game got moved to tomorrow. That's uh, involving some lighting issues from our understanding at Kent Memorial Stadium in Chemokin. But the Lewisburg Green Dragons opened the season under first year head coach Eric Weeks. We saw Lewisburg a week ago. Definitely have a lot of size. Good running backs. They're going to go through a quarterback change as well, so they'll be dealing with that. But to hear more about the Lewisburg Green Dragons, we hear from Greg Wetzel covering the Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The
6: Lewisburg Green Dragons take on the Shemokan Indians tonight in the 2021 season opener. Tonight's game will be played at Kent Memorial Stadium on the campus of Shamokin High School. Last year, Lewisburg was led by record-setting running back Max Moyers and sophomore running back Cam Michaels. But Moyers has graduated, and Cam Michaels, along with senior running back Ethan Dominic, will lead the Lewisburg offensive attack. A new face in the Green Dragon sideline will be new first-year head coach Eric Wicks. This is Coach Wicks' first head coaching job after several years of coaching at the collegiate level. Coach Wicks was an all-conference safety at West Virginia and played on the Super Bowl-winning Seattle Seahawks. The Green Dragons under Coach Wicks will run a wide-open attack on offense, and the defense will change to a three-down lineman and three linebackers. A similar look to a 3-5 defense that a lot of high school teams are now running. This year's teams possesses a lot of team speed, and the offense will try and get their skilled position players in one-on-one situations with the opponent's defense to take advantage of that speed. The offensive line will need to give the quarterback time to find his receivers, and this will be the key to success for this year's team. Last year, Shamokin lost to the District 4 Class 4A Finals and returns a lot of starters on both sides of the ball. Offensively, they are led by junior quarterback Brett Nye, who threw 14 touchdown passes last year and only two interceptions. The rushing attack is led by senior Max Madden, who last year rushed for 872 yards and scored seven touchdowns. Defensively, the Indians will play an even front defense with seven returning starters. This will be a big measuring stick for the Green Dragon football team against one of the top teams in District 4, Class 4A. Game time is 7 o'clock, with a pregame show at 6.30 on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel from Game Day on Eagle 107.
4: Appreciate that update preview of the Lewisburg Green Dragons. Again, their game got moved to Saturday, but you can hear all the live action on 100.9 the Valley and WVLY.com. We're going to take a break, come back. got a lot more for you here during the SEALs game day driven by Sunbury Motor Company. And, of course, it's all being heard on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
0: Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service Hummel's Wharf, your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line and without an appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue, Hummel's Wharf. State and Service apply.
6: This is Dr. Dunnigan from Shemokin Dam Health Center. If you suffer from muscle strain, chronic pain, or any other type of injury, we can help. We provide rehabilitation, interventional pain management, massage therapy, and chiropractic in our opioid-free, multi-specialty center. We welcome new patients as we are dedicated to helping you become free of the limitations of pain, restoring pain-free function to your life. Call for your appointment, 570-743-4333. That's 570-743-4333.
3: As those school bells start ringing, put
6: your
0: family in a safe, fuel-efficient vehicle from WNL Subaru. Get financing rates as low as 0% on all remaining 2021 Subaru Ascent models. Or check out the all-new 2022 Subaru Outbacks and the new Outback Wilderness Edition with rates as low as 1.9%. With vehicles arriving daily, check our inventory and savings online at WNLSubaru.com or see us off Route 11 in Northumberland. Financing is for well-qualified applicants
3: only. Offer ends 8:31:21. 21 CWNL Subaru for details. We are Eagle
4: 107. Welcome back to Pottsville High School as we get ready for the Pottsville Awesome Tide. Hosting at Grove Seals. Again, we're under delay right now and we'll keep an eye on the clock as we move throughout the pregame. But right now, we under we are under a delay. Both teams have gone into the respective locker rooms, but we'll continue with the pregame show here, and we look at the tough game of the week as we're keeping an eye on all games going on around the valley. Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week, brought to you by Blaze Alexander Four, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. And Steve, there's no question the tough game of the week outside of what we got here in front of us. It's going to be berwick and the southern columbia tigers give uh, coach carm a lot of credit putting them on the schedule opening up against southern columbia southern columbia obviously very familiar throughout the state with their uh w- their success berwick carries a, a quite a deep history as well but uh carm's got a big feet ahead of him. take on a very tough southern columbia tiger team but again as a coach you know, you know you're know, you taking on a huge task here to open the season up against a perennial power in southern columbia tigers
2: that'll be interesting um I know Coach Carm very well, obviously Coach Roth very well, Um, I think it's one of those games that they try to do year in and year out and of course being different levels, uh, classification in the state, they're never going to play each other uh, in the playoffs, so uh, what a game, what a game for Pennsylvania, what a great game for Pennsylvania Coal Region. Um, for us here in, in District Four, uh, it, it's it, it's pretty neat.
4: <laughs> well, and we talked about it on the way up. Uh, Southern, a couple years ago, went down to South Carolina to play a team that was a perennial power as well in the state of South Carolina, with some state titles themselves. And the one point you brought up right away was the type of offense that Southern runs, and and how you have to prepare for that. And you you mentioned it and used the word that you know the system that they're running and and into which the the ability they do so you're putting it on a team that's probably doesn't see that very often and and that's just a huge task for a team to take on when they run it so well
2: right exactly when you get when you get below the mason dixon line i i was down at University of Richmond for two years, and the wing T is unheard of. Uh, back then, it was back in the 80s. I think uh, the development of of the wishbone and option football was pretty big. But when you say wing T down there, they have they have no idea, and and that's exactly what happened. Obviously, uh, Southern was very very good. That that was when they had all the Division One. When you get a bunch of guys going to the Power Five uh, level football, um, you're, you're pretty darn good. And I think what they did is they showed the whole country what small small school Pennsylvania football is. And, uh, yes, they run the wing tee. And they 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 clinic the wing tee. Um, Coach Roth and his staff. You you mentioned that. What did you say? The staff. Some of them have been together over thirty years. There's so.
4: five staff members on the team that average uh, thirty one and a half years that's, that they've been involved in the program.
2: Think about that. that mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Most schools don't even have the same. Uh, administration in in the school districts for mm. more than fifteen years, and here their their football staff's been together over thirty years, and it shows. And and you give them credit. My God, everybody always wants to knock the guys that have have been on the top so long. They they work at it. They've they've. You walk into that school, and uh, I I did for many many years recruiting. Um, the, the kids are like most of these young men in these programs they are great kids and they just happen to win (laughs) week in and week out and year after year so who knows maybe maybe berwick will uh... show up and and give them something tonight
4: well and you talk about coaching staff with carm you got a long history Mm -hmm. of success there too so you know they're gonna come with their best attempt and you know, and uh, Berwick, like I said, they got the history there. They got studs as well. So we'll see what happens. And it is our Blaze Alexander Four Tough Game of the Week, brought to you by Blaze Alexander Four, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. So we'll keep an eye on that game throughout the night and give you ongoing updates. The last time the Seals Grove Seals were on the field a year ago, I, it was uh, October 30th. 2020. They were taking on the Shemokin Indians. They had just beat Shemokin at Shemokin, so it set up the opening district game between the two teams back-to-back. Don't often see that. Ended up playing them three times a year ago. The seals Grove Seals played Shemokin. In this one, Shemokin got on the board first with the safety with 9.51 to go in the first quarter to go up 2 nothing, That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. Seals saw them trailing the Shemogan Indians 2-0. Then Seals Grove would see Madden get on the board, a one-yard run for the Indians with 2.27 to go in the first half. It was an eight-play, 87-yard drive. It took three minutes and 31 seconds. The extra point was good, and Shemokin had pushed their lead to 9 nothing over the Sealings Grove Seals. That would be the score at the end of the first half. We went into the third quarter. No scoring in the third quarter as Shemokin continue to... Shut out, Seals Grove, 9-0. There would be a final score. It would be Madden again for the Schmogan Indians, this time a three-yard run. This game with 2.27 to go in the game. That was just a three-play drive covering 20 yards. Took a minute and 21 seconds. The extra point was no good, but Schmogan pushed their lead. It's a 15-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. The Seals would find themselves on the short end of the district playoff game to the Schmogan Indians. To end the 2020 season, they would drop to 4-4. Four and four. Shemokin would take on Jersey Shore the following week, and Jersey Shore was the power of District 4, 4A a year ago, as they would beat Shemokin handily and advance to the state playoffs. So that was the last time Sealsgrove Grove was on the field. Again, you take that into the offseason, you try to deal with that loss, you get shut out on a team that you just beat the week before. You get them at home, you're riding that momentum, and then they shut you out, fifteen nothing. That's difficult to deal, difficult to take into the off season. But you know, you you test your character. What do you guys want to do? What you know, how you want to go about this? You know, and and Derek will tell you, Dave will tell you, Steve. You know, you you hit it right when you can, and you get back at it. And I'm sure these kids have
2: win the off season.
4: Yeah, you'd that, mentioned that, that important that way.
2: That's that's the statement of most quality football programs win the offseason. And, and I think a lot comes with that, especially guys being together. And you yeah got to remember, last year, they didn't have that. <laughs> yeah. you, you couldn't go in the weight room. Uh, you, you couldn't uh, do the things together, at least at school. Um, but everybody was in the same boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really believe that's an excuse. Um, I think what they did, and we know what they did, is uh, started Right from the get-go, it's all brand new. That's behind you. Uh, that's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. So th- we we keep going, and and uh, I think that's what they did. And and we'll, we're we're going to see that. We're going to well, see that.
4: Yeah, and we're going to get a lot of uh, good sound. Um uh, word from Coach Hicks here at the bottom of the hour, as Zach Schauer was able to check with him earlier in the week. And, you know, you get to hear from a coach and get kind of their feel for what the offseason looked like. You know, what was mentioned in there, and they do talk about that, that it was a much normal offseason. where you able to do a lot of things, like you mentioned, Steve, that you were not able to do last year? So it affects everything. And they always say your offense is the thing that's going to be most affected. Mm-hmm. Defense, a lot of instinctive stuff, go out, make a play, tackle the ball. But when you don't get a chance to rep, rep, rep on the offensive side, and it it struggled from the passing game a year ago, and that's probably what's going to be ultimately most affected, the quarterback-receiver combination, and we saw that a year ago. So I'm looking forward to seeing as they have Pastor, Mark Pastor, will take over at quarterback position after uh, Bastion graduated a year ago. So. You know, we watched him some already and saw him warming up here. And, you know, I think in a week's time, you see a kid that already looks like he's he's gained some confidence. And a game like this could really do him well. Get out and, and not ask a lot of them, but just make some plays.
2: Confidence. Mm-hmm. He's a big, strong kid for a sophomore. Um, it would just uh, As you just mentioned, we, we were watching him warm up here. It looks like what they were doing, at least the quick game, he seems to excel with that. Uh, I don't know how vertical they're going to get. Um, well, again, that, that'll remain to, to be seen. But again, it's going to be a wet night. This is a uh, grass field. It's not a turf stadium here, and it's a beautiful grass field. My, my goodness, probably one of the best around here. Uh, so th- that may come into effect here as we get rolling. Uh, hopefully, we get rolling soon.
4: Yeah, we'll continue to talk about that as we lead up to the game. And obviously during the game, you start to talk about ball security, talking about ball slipping off the turf and picking it up and, and just being able to handle it in the, in the ball control uh, throughout the game. So that obviously is going to be a big impact here. We're going to continue with the pregame show. It's Seals Grove Seals come to Pottsville to take on the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide were 6-2 and two a year ago. And uh, back in 2019, big season for the Crimson Tide. They went 11 and 3. 2018, they went 7 and 5. Just 4 and 7 in 2017, but a nice season back in 2016 where they were 9 and 2. Again, last year they were 6 and 2, led by their versatile dual threat quarterback. We'll talk more about him as we continue through the pregame. We'll take a break here. Come back. We're going to hear from the head man coach, Derek. As Zach Shower is able to check, catch up with him. We'll do all that and more as we continue. Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
5: Mark and Troy here from Zimmerman Motors. Make this a summer event is going on now, and we're celebrating with special pricing for everyone.
0: We have huge discounts on every new vehicle in stock, up to $42.50 off new Renegades and a great selection to choose from. Whether you're taking one of our Wranglers for a ride on the beach or a Grand Cherokee to your favorite mountain spot, we have the vehicle for any family adventure. Come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's
3: Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury, and
2: experience what we call the Zimmerman Difference. Call
3: 570-988-JEEP or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. That's a touchdown good for four points. Huh? They're going to mark off this penalty at least 112 yards.
0: What is going on? Numbers
3: matter, and they matter most when it comes to your money and income taxes. I'm Bill Booker, CPA, and I'm in my second decade of serving clients in the Sealands Grove area. Please visit me for all of your personal and business income tax needs. My office, William D. Booker, CPA, is located at 530 South Market Street. I look forward to assisting you. As a proud Sealands Grove parent and resident, I want to wish good luck to all of the Sealens Grove Seals and Susquehanna River hog Sports teams. Hello. Um, is this the pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would- For delivery? Well, stop flapping your jaw. Tell me what you want there, cupcake. Cupcake? No, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that. But you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza in Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine in, or delivery. Call 570 374 2900. Bella's Pizza, 29 South Market Street in Sealands Grove. Like them on Facebook. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks.
1: Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. I'm Zach Showers, and we welcome Coach Hicks. So, Coach, uh... Looks like we have a somewhat normal start to this year, normal off season. Uh, What have, how do you feel going into a year after the craziness of last year, uh, you
7: know, it was nice. Uh, last year, of course, at this time, we were shut down for a couple of weeks, kind of wondering, were we going to have a season? What was going to happen? So, uh, you know, to go through heat and then our normal two a day camp, uh, completely just you know uninterrupted and and not sweating, what was going to happen w- was very nice. Uh, you know, sure the kids would have love not to have those two-a-days, but we got a lot done, Uh, you know, offense and defense, I think install-wise, execution-wise, are are light years ahead of where we were last year just because of the additional time.
1: So after last week, uh, you were able to scrimmage Lewisburg. Uh, What were your overall thoughts from last Saturday? Uh, You know, I was pleased. I thought
7: uh, it it was a pretty even scrimmage. You know, Lewisburg was comparable to us, which is what you want, uh, a team that's going to challenge you. Uh, you know, we gave up a, a touchdown early that we were fortunate enough to have called back because of penalty. Uh, but, you know, that's a, that's a good film, good learning experience for our secondary to see what happened. And uh, I, I think the biggest takeaway was of the response our guys had when they had their, their actual touchdown in the down and distance. Uh, you know, with a bunch of new starters, it'd be easy to hang your head. Uh, You know, Lewisburg was, momentum was up. They were hooting and hollering. And uh, our guys came out and answered with a nice drive down the field for a touchdown of our own. So, you know, to me, the biggest takeaway was how they responded to a little
1: adversity for the first time. And how, how important is that with, with a young team especially?
7: Uh, it's huge because, you know, no matter how good you are, uh, you know, at some point something's going to go wrong, whether it's an interception, a fumble, uh, you know, giving up a score. It's not a perfect season. So for them to, uh, like I said, to just bounce right back, go out, play offense, execute, drive down the field uh, is a great sign for their resiliency and how they're going to respond this year.
1: We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Uh, so a lot of the talk of this season offensively is who's taken over a quarterback. So you guys decided on a quarterback quarterback. Uh, the starter
7: for tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was a great. We started started camp with three uh, freshmen, two sophomores, and uh, after a few days, that was down to two, just the two sophomores, and our, our freshman actually is starting at wide receiver tonight. Uh, but Mark Pastore and Cale Bastian, you know, both those guys, they did it right this summer. They did the camps, they worked. Uh, they're, they're both great leaders, and uh, it, it was a, it was a tight battle. And at the end of the day, uh, talking to Coach Ferraro, the offensive coordinator, and, and sitting down and looking at film, we went with Mark. Uh, and like I said, they're, they're both good. And Right now, Mark just seems to have a little better timing getting the ball out. And, uh, you know, hitting those windows we want to hit. So uh, Kale will continue to uh, see reps in practice, see reps in JV games. And, uh, you know, he's, he's more than capable of getting the job done if, call, if,
1: uh, if we have to call upon him. So if, uh, looking at this team, there's obviously a lot of youth, but there are, there are some guys coming back this year that have had a lot of experience. Um, I believe earlier this week you named uh, Brandon Heil and Aaron Rothma as uh, two of your captains. What What have those two guys meant to the program in the past, and also this year? And uh, what What made them an easy choice as captains for this this year's squad?
7: Um, yeah, you know, honestly, I I try not try. I don't pick captains. I let the kids vote on it uh, every year because it's it's their team. And, uh, you know, I I tell the seniors, you know, it's their year. So uh, anybody who lettered last year and then all seniors are eligible to be captains. Uh, The kids voted, and Brandon and Aaron kind of ran away with it, which, you know, tells me that the kids are noticing those two guys led by example all offseason. They were in the weight room, and uh, they were working hard when they were in there during camp. You know, on the field all the time, busting the, busting their butts. And, uh, you know, the, the their fellow seniors as well as the underclassmen took notice and picked them as captains. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, you can't have two better guys to lead. They're, neither of them are big rah-rah, real loud guys, uh, but you're not going to find two guys that work
1: harder than those two. We're talking to Coach Hicks as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Uh, looking tonight, playing a, a Pottsville team that's coming in, in top 10 in the state, um, what, are, what are your initial, initial thoughts about some of the challenges that, that they present? Uh,
7: you know, starting on with their offense, their quarterback is—he's uh, a dude. Uh, I think six-two, six-three, depends on which roster you look at. But a tall, lanky kid, uh, very athletic, very uh, mobile. So he's a guy that we've got to find a way to keep him in the pocket. Uh, we may have to spy him at times uh, because he, hes a threat to run the ball at any given time. They have designed quarterback runs for him, uh, and like I said, if—if if it's not there in the passing game, he tucks it and then he'll turn a five-yard uh, scramble into a 50-yard touchdown so that that's defensively that's the challenge uh, the other challenge don't want to overlook him is their tailback uh, again just a kid that's I, I think they have him listed at like 510 200 pounds uh, I think he runs like he's about 240 he runs the ball hard uh, quick back so that, that's kind of the one-two punch we've got to figure out how to stop and then uh, when we're on offense you know, they're not the biggest defensively, but they're athletic. And, uh, you know, we, we've got to cover people up and, and give running back seams to, uh, to make plays. I think, you know, if our line has a night, we should be able to run the ball. And, uh, you know, if we're able to, to get that running game going, keep their offense off the field, that's a recipe for
1: success. Sounds great. Derek, thank you for your time good luck tonight. This has been the Derek Hicks pregame show. We'll go back to the booth with more from Pat and Coach Friggs as part of SEAL's Game Day brought to you by Sunbury Motors Company, Eagle 107, and Eagle107.com.
0: The two best places in Pennsylvania to find a great ride are Blaze Alexander Family Dealerships and Knoebels Amusement Resort. Blaze Alexander Family Dealerships and Knobles Amusement Resort have teamed up to give a 2021 Trailblazer to one lucky Knobles employee. Work here, win here. Apply today for a great job and a chance to win a 2021 Trailblazer.
2: BlazeAlexander.com for the lowest price guaranteed. In an average lifetime, we have seven to ten major events. We buy our
6: first car, rent or buy our first home, get married, start a business. Have children? A child starts driving, and we retire. But life is not always average or predictable. For all of life's events, common or exceptional, Sholly Insurance Agency is here to help. Family-owned and operated in Lewisburg, Sholly Insurance Agency offers coverage for your home, auto, life, business, and employee benefits through best-in-class carriers like Grange Insurance. Sholly Insurance Agency, we're here
0: to help. Visit us at shollyagency.com. Eagle 107. Central. Charlie Insurance Agency is here. Family-owned and operated in Lewisburg, Charlie Insurance Agency offers coverage for your home, auto, life, business, and employee benefits. Domestic class carriers like range Insurance. Charlie Insurance Agency. We're here to help. Visit us at CharlieInsuranceAgency.com. 107. <laughs>
4: Welcome back to SEALs Game Day, driven by Sunbear Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com. Again, Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs. Zach Showers just heard from the head man, Derek Kicks. Seems very Comfortable, confident about his kids, nice offseason. He knows they've been dedicated to the locker room. He has seniors to rely on, as it was mentioned in the interview when you talk about Brandon Heil, Teague Hoover. It's a nice way to start and let the offense kind of grow into themselves when you have the type of players who've had the type of careers as a Brandon Heil and a Teague Hoover, who together averaged almost 20 tackles a game years ago. That's good stuff. It's a good place to start.
2: And it sounds like... Uh Two great choices for captains. Uh, it's, I, at first I heard of that when, uh, today and how they do it. and They, they allow the, the guys to, to elect their captains, which, is, which you know, they're, they're the leaders. They're the natural leaders. And as Zach just said to me, they're both great kids. Um, and, and, and that's key. The leadership is everything, especially when things don't go well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, leadership is everything in the in the off season, which we're hounding on. But really, that's that's the foundation of what has to happen tonight and then throughout the rest of the year. And, and
4: you talk about that captain's Aaron Rothmal. Now, and, and one thing I always look for, in, in the development program, kids they come in. Aaron Rothmal was a kid that looked undersized, didn't know if he was going to be a big impact kind of player for the seals going through as a freshman sophomore. But he took the most of special teams, opportunity, got in, made some plays was always the guy one or two down on the field making plays over and over again. Go back to a kid uh Paul Oyster was a kid few years ago, and uh, he was—he that's how his career was too. Started, wasn't sure if he was going to have an opportunity at the linebacker position, made the most of them on special teams, and worked his way through. And I, I would feel very comfortable to say that's why a guy like Aaron Rothmal is a captain because of the program and the time he's put in and allowed his career to develop in this opportunity to play linebacker and center now for the Seals Grove football team
2: playing both ways, uh, which means, and, and I know Brandon does as well, at tailback and outside linebacker, and I kind of zoned in on him last week, um, I think he was uh, a step above most of the guys on the team, uh, I don't want to really boost him before this all gets going, but you know, he's 6'2", 205, he probably looks even better than that in a, in a football uniform, mm-hmm. yep. um, so he... Guys like this, that others gravitate to, and that's what you want in a leader. And and hopefully we can translate it to the field.
4: Now taking a look at the Pottsville Crimson Tide as uh, they are taking the field and their red helmets, red shirt, and uh, let's call it maroon and white pants. And good year year ago, six and two, led by their quarterback was uh, had a very good year, uh, a very good season a year ago, as he was able to run and throw with only playing eight games. He Just about 800 and some yards in the air, 500-plus yards on the ground. And something you already mentioned, Steve, that that's going to put a lot of pressure because when you're playing in that kind of zone concept, he can tuck it away and go. And even Derek said in the interview, he's a kind of kid that you think you have corralled, and all of a sudden he turns a five-yard pickup into a 50-yard touchdown run, which goes right along with saying that when you make contact with him, you better wrap up, get some help from other guys. That's where the five-linebacker setup usually goes right into that. You're going to get hit by a few linebackers, so if he's going to run the ball some, you better hope you get about two or three hats on him every time he runs.
2: That's, you know, this is, this is going to sound like a very – dumb immature statement but defenses do not are not necessarily prepared to stop a quarterback running okay and okay. And, yep. and and that's you're, you're gap controlled all up front you're you're geared to stop running backs you know obviously in the passing game the receivers but when you have a mobile quarterback that brings a whole new dynamic into the into the picture and and that's tough. Uh, we, we always used to have a, you know, sometimes teams will play a spy, you know, drop yep. somebody from the front off to, to help. Well, again, which we're, we haven't really mentioned, this is a first game. They've had one scrimmage. Right. I know both teams exchanged film probably most of last year. Okay, which is what you have to look at. Both coaching staffs are are veterans, meaning they've been at the place, so there shouldn't be any surprises out here tonight. Mm -hmm. Seals Grove has to contain this kid and keep him in the box. They got to have play hat on hat, and they got to tackle. You you mentioned Teague Hoover as being an all-state with a lot of tackles. Well, that that goes both ways. When a safety's making a lot of tackles, well, you know. You know, you don't necessarily want that, but he's making tackles, right. which means he's a football player. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. still blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. So we got to get a lot of guys around the ball, and and I think that's going to be the key. And the thing you'll
4: see with Teague Hoover, you know, you, you first you think safety playing 17 feet, you know, 17 yards back or whatever the case may be, he's not doing that. He's creeping up, and when he's coming, he's hitting a guy like a linebacker. He's getting into, he's getting at him, you know, right around the line of scrimmage too. So he's going to make hits at that. Appear to be a linebacker type of of uh, attack from your safety. So you know these aren't I'll catch you from behind when you're running past me kind of stuff. He is definitely an aggressive aggressive kid, and he's going to have to deal with the senior quarterback for the Pottsville Crimson Tide. When you talk about Jace Cribbello. Snowell, He is 6'3", 205 pounds, and he's a senior. And you heard from Coach Hicks already talk about this kid is a dude, and you look at it, 6'3", 205. But when they need to run the ball, Steve, we've already saw this Davis kid when we were coming in, and he's put together in a real nice way, too uh he's he's 5'10, 190 pounds and he's a 12th grader as well had a good year a year ago when you talk about his numbers coming in to from a year ago 78 carries 515 yards and six in eight games with three touchdowns so he can do it too from the backfield
2: the tape i watched which is the tape that you you as well saw he he does something that in my opinion is very recruitable you always say this with a running back does he get his foot in the ground and get north and south? Mm-hmm. That's what this kid does. He runs away from people. He, he's stocky. He's not a real tall kid. So it's going to be a power back type of a, a deal. And, again, we have to tackle well. we got to contain those two guys. Um, and, 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 frankly, contain them and let the scoreboard take care of itself. And that think will
4: think be the motto throughout. Yeah. Absolutely yep. with this team. As Again, we talk about this offense. And trying to get their footing, get things going, and they're going to rely on this defense to allow that to happen. When you look at the Crimson Tide from a year ago, they averaged 29.6 points per game. They did score 52 points in a win over Minersville. They had 27 or more points in six of their eight games, so they're going to put up points. They had seven touchdown passes, 26 rushing touchdowns a year ago, and again, that's in eight games. They average 116 through the air, 246.6 on the ground for the Crimson Tide. Now, Carabella did throw five interceptions a year ago. They lost the fumble. They fumbled the ball 18 times. Now they only lost it three times, which you'll say. Phew. Yeah. But you're talking giving up downs. You're giving up plays that's when right. you're fumbling the ball. Now guys are scrambling, jumping on top of it. That's if they're going to put it on the ground. That's another element. The Seals' defense is going to have to take those opportunities and and scoop up that ball.
2: Pat, we talked about it briefly. This is 2021. Most of the most of Central PA, the teams that we see play on plastic. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Yep. Okay. This team plays on majority of their games on, on grass, which again, there's elements to it. There's going to be elements tonight. That could be part of the the uh, uh, that equation of, of fumbling the football, putting the ball on the ground a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. But still, that's what we're seeing tonight. And if that's a factor, Seals Grove's got to take advantage of those.
4: You know what? It could, Probably it, it, you talk about that. Okay, we're going to accept that we're playing on grass. It's going to get cold. It's going to rain tonight. But if you're fumbling the ball 18 times, the reaction from your own team to get to that ball to recover it, I mean, you wonder if that's a—you dr- know—that's instilled in them, that if we get on the ground, I mean, you have all these drills, you know, get to the ball, get to the ball. <laughs> If you're drilling the fact that we may put the ball on the ground because we're playing on this, and that creates some problems, but the fact that you recovered 15 of those 18 fumbles, that, yeah. I don't know. It's that, that, yeah. saying something about whether you're schooled on that, that you don't give up on the play and you get back on top of it. But we'll keep an eye on that because, again, if that gives Seals Grove an opportunity for short fields and uh, gives this offense a chance to be on a short field, that could be huge benefits for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, in the last five years, the Potts, Pottsville Crimson tie 36, Seven and nineteen, including eleven and three in 2019, and nine and two in 2016. If you look at them on the defensive side, gave up 13.6 points per game. They most they gave up was in their season opening loss to Nativity BVM, when they gave up 31 points. They did have a shutout last year, where they shut out Lee Hyten. They held opponents to 13 points or less in four of their eight games. Six interceptions, two fumble recoveries on the defensive side. They only had 17 sacks, 2.1 sacks per game. Tackles for loss, they had 41 on the season, averaging 5.1 tackles for loss. So they're going to come at you from all angles and try to get into your backfield. Something, again, the Seals are going to have to deal with from a tackled returning tackler Ferment, he had 5.3 tackles per game. A lot of what you saw in their stats, their defensive side of the ball graduated. Right. Interesting to see how Pottsville has other guys stepping up and have to play on this defensive side. They lost a lot from a statistical standpoint on the defense side of the ball.
2: I did notice Ferment, 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, without really studying Their roster of who's back and who's not. You've kind of got to look and see who's a senior and so on and so forth. But this kid's a player. 27's a player for them. And I think, um, well, it shows he he, he led the the team in tackles at different points last year. But again, they're going to be young. They're Mm going to be a very young defense. And I think the strength of this football team, Pottsville that is, is their offense. And, and frankly, I'm going to say the strength of our football team is the defense just yep. because of the youthfulness and a, and a new QB. So, uh, this is going to be a good one. Folks. So, what's
4: going to give his offense <laughs> or the defense? And Seals Grove is going to bring it here tonight, and you're going to have to. After tonight, the Pottsville Crimson Tie will take on Wyoming Missing, then Saucon Valley. They'll be at Blue Mountain. They'll host Lee heighten before they travel to Southern Lee Heighton. They'll be home against Wilson. They have back-to-back road games, Northwestley, Heighton, and Ed Banger before they finish out their 2021 season against North Schuylkill. So that's a look at the Crimson Tide. They have a history of 703 wins, 531 losses, and 46 ties. Their coach, Tom McGurry, ninth year. He's 44 and 41, again, including a 2019 season where he went 11 and 3. We're going to check in a lot more with the Seals Grove Seals. Again, we're under a delay. Both teams have taken the field into the pregame warm ups, but we're looking at the clock about 20 minutes from start time. So hang in there as Steve and I will continue to break things down here for you as we get ready for the season. Oprah could be in a better spot here at Pottsville. Beautiful setup here as we get ready to watch. The Seals Grove Seals take on the Pottsville Crimson Crimson Tide. Let's take a break, come back, and continue with the pregame show here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
3: Known as a high performance dealer of the Susquehanna Valley, Murray Motor Chevrolet. They have the best selection of performance cars in Pennsylvania. You can't touch that. What's your summer pleasure? Get the car or truck you want and then turn the heads. Murray has over 10,000 horsepower on the lot. All brands from gas and diesel, lift trucks, and an impressive selection of cars, cams, supercharged, and nitrous. <laughs> Drive down to Murray Motor Chevrolet. Open 24 7. From your home to their website, murraychevy.com. Murray Motor Chevrolet, still a half mile south of the Susquehanna Valley Mall, Sealsburg.
0: hello um,
3: is- pizza shop? Yeah, that's right. What do you want? I would like to order a pizza for delivery. Well, stop flapping your jaw and tell me what you want there, cupcake. Cupcake? No, I-, I want pizza. Yeah, I got that, but you're wasting my time with all this nonsense instead of giving me your order. Want a more pleasant experience when you're hungry? Well, Bella's Pizza in Sealands Grove will treat you like family. Call or stop in before or after the game. At Bella's, your hometown pizza shop, enjoy delicious handmade pizza, subs, wings, and more. Open seven days a week for pickup, dine-in, or delivery. Call 570-374- 2900. Bella's Pizza. 29 South Market Street in Sealands Grove. Like them on facebook honey in here oh you painted the ceiling yep blue feels so much less cooped up right i guess what's the yellow paint for well the floor needs a double line otherwise it's chaos can you hand me that yield sign it's hard to be without your bike so do something easy and protect it with progressive motorcycle insurance with basic policies as low as 75 dollars a year you'll be back on the
1: road in no time visit progressive.com to quote today Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.
3: Eagle 107 wants to let you know about the people and organizations that make
7: the central Susquehanna Valley a great place to live. I'm Chief Bradley Hare of the Sunbury Police Department. Speeding, red light running, and weaving in and out of traffic are a few aggressive driving behaviors that can lead to crashes and fatalities. To deter these behaviors, state and local police will conduct aggressive driving enforcement on Pennsylvania roadways. Think you won't get caught? Think again. Slow down or pay a fine.
3: For more information, visit Eagle107.com. Eagle 107 is WEGH Northumberland Sealance Grove, your home for Sealance Grove Seals football. It's almost time for the kickoff of tonight's Seals game.
0: Seals Grove Seals football on Eagle 107 is sponsored by Blaze Alexander Ford, Tri-County Tag, Bill Booker CPA, Seals Grove Ford, Cole's Stony Hill Tree Farm, Truck and Trailer Sales, Zimmerman Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Truck, Shemokin Dam Health Center, Sholly Insurance Agency, Murray Motors, Carbon Man, Blick Incorporated, W L Subaru, McCreary's HVAC, Dairy Queen, Blaze Alexander Nissan,
3: and Bella's Pizza. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Steve Briggs.
4: Welcome back to Pottsville. Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. We are at the top of the hour. If you're just joining us, we are under delay. We're looking at about 16 more minutes before we get this one underway. Both teams had to go to the locker rooms because there was a thunder roll came through. We're hoping for clearer skies here Did get some rain as well. Steve and I talked about how that could impact things in terms of handling the ball and maybe some turnovers and opportunity for the Seals to get short fields and maybe be allow this offense to have short fields looking to put the ball in the end zone. So, again, we're under delay here, but we continue the pregame show here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Remember, Eagle football can be heard on Eagle 107. Catch Merrill Reese, Mike Quick. Visit Eagle107.com for full broadcast schedule starting in September. We now turn and look at the Sealens Grove seals. Again, a year ago, 12 points per game, 50 through, 52 yards through the air. A year ago, only 107.4 yards on the ground. They did not have a passing touchdown. So, if we get one tonight, it'll be it'll stop a nine-week run of no passing touchdowns dating back to the district championship game against Jersey Shore in 2019. Seals Grove had 11 rushing touchdowns. Six interceptions thrown a year ago, five fumbles by the Seals Grove offense. They, they average 7.7 first downs per game. Third down conversions gotta be better. 25.2% a year ago, and only 9% on fourth down conversions by the Seals Grove Seals. Two big areas that has to improve it. Dave has always talked about, you gotta cross lines and move chains. And when you're going at 25.2% on third down conversions, you're giving the ball back to a team, especially here tonight, that could put the ball in the end zone. you got to be able to control the ball and pick up those third downs. You
2: can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. And you're talking about last year's stuff. I mean, think of that. You, we, Seals Grove, gave the ball to a Jersey Shore how many times because they couldn't get a first, first down. Down. Mm-hmm. Um, That's That's without question. That's what we have to do tonight. You can't keep giving this kid the football. Uh, and go three and out, four and out, two, re- two receivers, or uh, two series and out. It, it's, it's, they've got to stay focused. I Again, I think running your football, as they did well last week, um, and then maybe working in some play action, maybe some three-step quick game, which I know, uh, uh, actually, we're watching them right now. That's what they're practicing uh, in the pregame is just quick game, which, again, that helps your protections, it gets your athletes to football in space and it keeps the chains moving and and, and and that's key.
4: As they look to try to improve on that third down conversion, like we said, twenty five percent a year ago. Got to pick up those big first downs. In the rushing department, the returning leading rusher, Brandon Heil, 49 carries, 175 yards and a touchdown. And also Teague Hoover, who ended up with 163 yards, three touchdowns on 57 carries. When the ball gets up in the air, the returning leading receiver is nate Almond, nine catches 70 yards and you're talking about getting the ball into some athletes and some hands nate Almond is one of those guys that needs to get more touches didn't get a lot of those opportunities last year but he is a kid that can make big plays and give you an opportunity to uh turn something small into something big just on his athletic ability
2: yes um, I watched him a little bit he and his his older brother the last mm-hmm. couple of years and I'm going to plug for Salem Glenn he he's one <laughs> of my neighbors <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh big fan and I'm going to watch these guys there's there's a lot of them we got a freshman uh, Gavin Bastian uh, starting kid, at the receiver starting at starting the receiver big strong kid as a freshman uh, always love to see that mm-hmm. and again didn't play last year so we'll see this could be a a weapon um, and and we really don't know about it yet.
4: Now we talk about on the defensive side for the Seals and that's where they hung their hat a year ago giving up just 11.4 points per game through the air just gave just giving up 75.7 yards per the game they held opponents 130 yards per game a year ago they gave up three passing touchdowns all year long in those eight games and nine rushing touchdowns they did have five interceptions, seven fumble recoveries, but their big part of their defense a year ago is that they had 68 tackles for loss a year ago. Five three five defense. They're sending linebackers from everywhere, and, boy, they took advantage of that a year ago. A kid like Brandon Howell, uh, Ryan Allman, we already talked about, Nate Chone. These guys came at them, and there was a lot of tackles for loss. Big part of what this defense needs to have.
2: Yes, yes. And I think um – you know, I don't we don't have the stats for this, but a lot of these younger guys played a bunch last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in itself means the experience factor. Yes, they may not be seniors returning or whatever, but, you know, these sophomores and juniors did play last year. So uh, and now they're a year older. So we, And we talk happens.
4: about it all the time, you know, to be able to get out underneath the Friday night lights, get through that first element of feeling the experience you get out and, and we were talking about with uh with the quarterback for the Seals with Pastor with this break and everything you would think a sophomore quarterback given the the reins as starting quarterback and boy you know I don't know him well enough people have told me that he's a good calm demeanor type kid so that's going to be very beneficial for him especially during this break that we have here if you're just joining us there was a thunder that rolled through a while ago so we are under delay we're hoping to get started in about 10 minutes maybe 10 and a half minutes but you know you talk about your quarterback and you're hoping if that is the case if he's a cool calm kind of collected kind of kid it'll pay big dividends in this delay here because you know he was thinking seven o'clock is when it's all going about to happen and you know we're at seven o'clock now but you know it'll be interesting to see just what type of kid he is and how he handles the big the big stage, the under the, the lights here at uh, Pottsville.
2: Again, confidence. Mm-hmm. Let, let's see. Uh, if, if, that, if he is what you say, and Zach mentioned it earlier, too, that he's a great kid, that's going to translate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the guys are going to look to follow him as a leader, even though he's a sophomore. and And that's going to be neat to see.
4: Penn State football, Nittany Lions football is on News Radio 1070 WKOK, streaming online, WKOK.com, and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app with Alexa. Visit WKOK.com for the schedule and find out how to enable the WKOK Alexa skill. And that's all part of the Sunbury Broadcasting family, bringing you Penn State football along with Eagle football as well. Take a look at the rest of what we got here from the defensive side for the Seals Grove Seals. Leading tacklers, uh, returning Hoover, 11.3 tackles per game. Runberger, a guy that you talked about that, made the most a, a year ago. He got a lot of time last year. He's going to get a good opportunity here tonight. Uh, he comes in just a junior, 5'10", 190 pounds, but he averaged over nine tackles per, per game a year ago. And then we've talked about Brandon Hile 8.9 tackles per game. Brandon Hile had 10 tackles for loss. The other guy that played as a freshman got some time as a sophomore as well, and that's Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller comes in. He had seven tackles for loss. He changed numbers to 43. It's going to allow him to use a little more of his athletic ability, play some tight end, be a blocking tight end as well. But he was a – Big part of the defense a year ago was Steven Miller. He comes in at 5'11, 215 pounds, and a wrestler as well. And you hear about it. a guy that's going to play the type of football he does. Wrestling has a big part of that. So looking forward to seeing him playing here his junior year.
2: I believe it's his brother, Ethan.
4: Yep. Coming Let's in as see. a freshman.
2: Let, let, I'll. I'll... I'll challenge you to our first bet. When are you going to say it's Miller time? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, well, last year was already Stephen Miller. So how many times do you think we made reference to fly like an eagle? <laughs> so yeah, that I'm, I'm going to like that. So. Got our first little zing in there. That's going to be a good one. We'll have to wait to get that opportunity, and I'm going to have to credit you once I say that. Go back all the way to bye-bye bats. So you, you never know how they're going to come out, when they're going to come out, but that they might come up, and they're going to get an opportunity, both of them. As Ethan is getting the starting nod on the defensive side of the ball, so he's going to get that opportunity to make some things happen here early in this game. Number 44, the freshman, and everything I've heard about him is Thousand miles an hour. He's a thousand miles an hour kind of kid Sometimes you gotta and some people related to a Joe Con from just a few years ago when Joe was younger It was all about Damian Ravey people have mentioned the same kind of mentality He was a safety uh, on the Seals Grove 2015 team and you know just all out And that's what they talk about with this Ethan Miller that sometimes you almost got to pull him back and go Take a deep breath here, but it's hard when the kid when those lights come on and they say he just goes So I'm looking forward to seeing him
2: and Pat, much like Gavin Bastian, he's a freshman. Absolutely. So uh, we'll, we'll, let's see if these freshmen are going to grow up quickly tonight and after maybe 9.30 tonight or 10 o'clock, based on when we get going, if they're no longer freshmen. I exactly. always used to say that. Yep. Oh, yeah. You guys, you're no longer freshmen. So we'll see how that goes.
4: Again, we... Had to go to a delay. Both teams have gone through and continue to go through their pre-game warm-ups The clock that's winding down to game time sits at 6:46. Another big part of this, and, and you and I talked about on the way here, during the scrimmage they didn't do any special teams. They punted a couple times, but you didn't see the snap, hold, kick. You talk about element here on grass, whole different element. You add in rain and damp and more moisture, whole different. So. Yeah, we'll have win. to see how that plays. Throw in the yeah. win and everything else so we see how that's going to play a part. And one thing I always say, you score a touchdown, the sidelines, everyone's screaming, excited, and then if you falter on that extra point, boy, it's the, it's, the, it's the air out of the balloon. It just really sucks it out of you. So that's a crucial part. Seals Grove's relied that on the years. There was a time where it was just automatic. You didn't even talk about the extra point. But under these conditions and not seeing it last week in the scrimmage to give a little more of a live look, that plays a huge factor. Right. Kevin Gearhart was a snapper a year ago. He's out. He's not playing. So the backup snapper as well is going to have to get his first opportunities here. So these are all big factors that could turn out to be, you know, a big part of whether Seals Grove comes out with a win or comes up short in this one.
2: The other, the other point there uh, with last week's scrimmage, they didn't use a play clock. They did a 10-play scrimmage. My goodness, I don't even know if they had down-and-distance markers. I don't. They recall. did not. No, you're right. But, There's play clocks here, but they're not on. So if they're not on, that may be a a benefit to both teams. So there's one over there.
4: Okay, uh, right on the back over the Tide.
2: Over the Crimson Tide. But those aren't on, so we'll see.
4: And see if they get those up and running.
2: Looks like we're starting.
4: They're calling for the captains, and that's when the adrenaline starts to pump. Both teams are going to walk out. We talked about Aaron Rothamal, Brandon Heil are the captains for the Seals Grove Seals. They'll be out there with Coach Derek Hicks. But will let you know, after tonight, Seals Grove will be back home, taking on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They are the favorite in District 4, 4A, as the returning District 4 champions. Then they'll be at Shimokin. take on Berwick, who we already mentioned, taking on the Southern Columbia Tigers tonight and our Uh, game tough game of the week then seals grove is going to travel to another unfamiliar territory and that's Muhlenberg to take on the mules then they have shikalimi at home travel to central mountain before returning home for back-to-back games where they'll take on the columbias first the one from central and then they'll take on southern columbia in week nine and they finish out on the road as they'll take on the montoursville warriors Seals Grove in the last five season, 35 and 23. Four and four a year ago, 2019, 7 and 5. 2018, they were 5 and 7. 2017, they went 11 and 3. And back in 2016, they went 8 and 4. Derek Hicks in his seventh year, got a total of 48 wins, 25 losses. In the history of Seals Grove, 562 wins, 392 losses, 25 ties for the history of Sealens Grove football as they take on a historic high school and the Pottsville Crimson Tide as well. Carol Bello, he is one of the captains, also Davis, and the other captain for the Crimson Tide, number eight, and that is DeCello, the wide receiver, leading receiver for returning for the Crimson Tide. Captains shake hands, coaches, captains jogging back to the respected sidelines, and first time at this, I'm excited. This is going to be awesome. This is where we need to be. That I've been doing this 23 years, and I get this feeling every time when the captains run back to the respected sidelines.
2: Isn't it? Isn't it great? I I, I was sitting here listening to the band. This is Pennsylvania high school football
4: <laughs> under the Friday night lights. Going to hear the national anthem here, and as we sit at 7:10. Little delay here, but we're hoping to get this one started. Good fan base here on the near side for the Pottsville Crimson Tide. Here's the national anthem for game time. It's just about game time here for the Seals Grove Seals opening their 2021 season on the road at Pottsville to take on the Crimson Tide. Again, the Crimson Tide finished 6-2 a year ago, and the Seals Grove Seals finished at 4-4 as they fell to the Schmokin Indians in the District 4 opening playoff game a year ago. So that's been sitting on them all year long. Talk about the starting lineups. First for the Sealens Grove Seals starting at quarterback, Mark Pastor number eight. In the backfield, see Logan Othout, number 42, Brandon Heil, number two. Across the offensive line, Mel Horn, Logan Schlager, Rothermel, Katherman, and Max Maurer. The tight end, Stephen Miller, Nate Ahmed, receiver along with Gavin Bastian for the Sealens Grove Seals. On the defensive side, up front, Miller, Maurer, and Ethan Miller. Croson, <clears throat> Rothermel, Othal, Rumberger, Heil will be the linebackers along with Connor Gr- Connor Groh and Nate Ahmet at the corners. And T. Hoover will be the safety for the Seals. Seals will get the ball first. Short kick off the turf taken by Nate Ahmet. Off the right side, being chased at the 25, falls forward. It's going to give Seals good field position to start this one at the 30-yard line. Seals will have it first down and 10 from their own 30 as we're just underway to start the 2021 season.
2: Pay attention to that return. They had a seam, Pat. They had a seam, and I think if he had two blocks, it would have been a big play. And, and special teams,
4: that's and huge. that's that's a, yep, that's another big part of what the seals got to get good field position. You know, we can't say it enough about this offense this is going to try to get their footing, literally and figuratively, under these conditions. But to get good field position, as you mentioned, we'll keep an eye on that as we move throughout the game and talk about maybe be able to break. One for the Seals. almond goes left. You got Bastion to the right. I-formation behind Pastor, who will take his first snap as the Seals Grove quarterback here on first down and 10. Takes a snap. Deep man, Heil. it has got a hole. He's got five. Gets away from him Van 10, 11, 12 yards before he's knocked down. Davis on the tackle and also... Carabello from the safety position, but a first first down on the season for the Seals Grove Seals.
2: Pat, they did a great job up front. Uh, there was a hole there, and Brandon took it, but it was a great job up front, off tackle to the right side.
4: That's a huge play from the running game. Again, talk a lot of new guys and a lot of new positions. Brandon Howell, though, he's one of the returning Starters on the offensive side, late in the season, got a lot more carries. He took that one for a first down for the Seals, just short of the 45-yard line for the Seals, just underway. Getting a call, it's Heil, trying to take it out to the left, hit by multiple Crimson Tide on that one, and he's not going to get much, maybe a loss of yard. Ferment was on the stop that time for the Crimson Tide. They're going to give him one, so he did stretch it out to the 45-yard line. It'll be a second down and nine for the Seals.
2: Ferment's a football player, uh, and that, we mentioned that earlier. He's a big, strong kid. He runs. He's been on the football both play so far.
4: So second down and nine the Seals' first offensive possession of the night. First offensive possession for either team. Got a late start here tonight, so just getting started. Give it to the fullback. All down. He spins away from the tackle. He's dragging defenders into Crimson Tide territory to the 49-yard line. A big run from your fullback, and he gives it. The Seals, a third down and medium in Crimson Tide territory.
2: Inside trap, very well executed again and also run well.
4: And that's what we saw last week was the, the power that exactly. these guys showed. Lower body strength. Oathout showed it on that one, and that's a big run to set up a third down and short. Now he can still do a couple of things here on this third down play for the Seals. Wide receivers to each side. Leading receiver from a year ago, Ryan Almond on the right. Excuse me, Nate Almond on the right. I formation behind past door blitz being shown by the crimson tie give it to the fullback Alt down falls forward drags a Tackler close to the 46 yard line. So if it's marked there, that's going to be another first down for the Seals This seals Grove team struggled to pick up first downs. We talked about that third down We already said it going in twenty five percent
2: A year ago, they didn't, they didn't give it to them. They're gonna say it's short That wasn't a good spot.
4: Not a good spot there, so they're going to have to have it fourth down and inches here to see if they go back to the fullback again. Now a year ago, only 9% on fourth down conversion for the Seals a year ago. Pastor under center keeps it. It's got a first down. Falls forward. Great job. Good push by that offensive line. Pick it up a first down. So the Seals keep this drive alive, keep the chains moving, crossing lines, and pick up a first down at the Crimson Tide 45-yard line.
2: And what did we say? Confidence. Coach Hicks just gave them a lot of confidence right there.
4: Absolutely. And they was, give it to your to your uh, starting quarterback in his first possession at that spot for the Seals. I agree. Big confidence builder there. Ran behind Rothamold, the center. Just stuck it in quarterback's hands and just fell forward, picked up a crucial first down for the Seals. Just underway, no score, as Stephen Miller goes from left to right to tight end on the right side. Blitz coming, a lot of movement up front, but nobody Ah. comes off sides. Ball's on the turf, and Brandon Heil's going to jump on top of it. But that was Davis coming in there and disrupting that play, and Seals grow fortunate to jump on top. It could be a loss of five on the play, so it'll be a second down and 15 for the Seals.
2: I think we're going to see more of that. When they have stopped, when Pottsville stopped ceilings, Grove, it's been with pressure. When they haven't, we've gotten positive plays. We're going to see a lot more pressure.
4: Expecting those linebackers to keep creeping up and coming with the blitz there. Four-man front here with the four linebackers. Second and 15, Pastor, first pass of his career, gets it off, underthrown, looking for Bastion here on the near side. Bastion claimed he caught it, but they're going to call it incomplete. It's going to bring up a third down and 15. So Pastor rolled to his right, trying to find Bastion with the catch out there, unable to, and it's a tough third down and 15 here for the Seals.
2: He wasn't pressured, though, Pat. That was uh, He sprang out, he threw the ball maybe a second too early. Uh, he's got to get his feet under him when he's throwing the ball on a sprint out, but that was a nice play He was not pressured there.
4: Good point there as we watch this offensive line try to protect their sophomore quarterback It was intended for Gavin Bastian. It fell incomplete third down and 15 for pastor under center long count taking a snap five-step drop looking left gets it out there gonna be overthrown he was looking for nate Almond and again nate Almond was there that's one of those guys he was covered by safety carabello but it falls incomplete now it's a fourth down in 15. so how much do you take away from that drive it does stall but you got it into Crimson Tide territory, running the ball well, so you got to feel you, you feel pretty good about that start there.
2: Exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, and these guys are talking about it upstairs, maybe throwing the ball in a situation when they know that they're not throwing the football. In other words, on a first down, maybe to get the chains moving a little bit, but still early. This is a big play right here.
4: Miller will punt this away. Stephen Miller is going to be a short kick off the right. It's going to bounce and just stop right there at the 27-yard line. So the Crimson Tide will take over first down in 10. We have 8-12 to go in the opening quarter. You're listening to Seals football here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien along with Hall of Fame coach Steve Briggs. Zach Showers, our stat man, as the Seals will go on defense for the first time here tonight. Looking at the defensive side up front will be Stephen Miller and also Max Maurer and Ethan Miller up front for the Seals. The linebackers will be crossing. Rothermel, Othout, Rumberger, and Heil. The defensive back, Grove and Omit The safety is Teague Hoover on this first down and 10 play for the Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide finished a year ago at 6-2. and two. Senior quarterback taking the snap here. Gives it to the lone man in the backfield. He's got some room. Takes it close to the 35-yard line. Othout on the stop for the Seals, but that's going to be... The Crimson Tide able to get it out to the 35 yard line on that run. There was I'm that done on the carry yeah, that I'm time. Already done. Okay, number 24 got the call this time. He's going to split off to the right in a slot position. They go trips to the right this time, trying to spread the seals defense out. Brandon Hile will pick Dunn up in the slot. Carabella looks at a throw that way. Throws it. He's got the reception. Nope, incomplete. Intended out there that time for Decello. He's the leading receiver for the Crimson Tide a year ago. That connection not made. Now it's a third down. we called call it about two for the Crimson Tide. 7.35 to go here in the opening quarter. No score between the Seals and the Crimson Tide.
2: Pat Miller got pressure on him that time. Actually knocked him down. So those are things to look at and see how he handles that.
4: See if they can continue to get that pressure as they go trips to the right again on a big third down play for this defense. They're going to hand it off. Is that Davis getting a call. He's going to pick up a first down. Slams the ball down as he gets over the 45 to the 47 yard line. Gets up, realizes maybe a little too much there. Gets the ball, throws it to the ref. The ref drops it. And now we're going to get this thing lined up. First down for the Crimson Tide.
2: It was a counter play. Good play. Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Mm. Absolutely. These running backs are good, Pat. It's going to be a lot to deal with all night long. Really good backs here. We'll
4: have to watch the substitution. Pattern here for both teams as well. Carlson looks like he's all sides not going to call it. is going to get it. He's going off the right side. Gets away initially, but Teague Hoover, Teague Hoover. and it's what we talk about all year, Teague Hoover just made a tackle in the backfield from his safety position, a good stop on a very good quarterback. But there is a flag on the play as well.
2: Great. They, I think they did catch calling offsides. So this
4: is going to be a conversation here with the officials. Allow me no. to tell you that the you can follow the Steelers all season long at 100.9 in the Valley. Visit WVLY.com to see the broadcast schedule starting in September. So you can hear NFL on WKOK on Sundays. Also, the Eagles and the Steelers, all part of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family. Penalty goes against the Crimson Tide. Walks the ball back to their 36-yard line. So they're going to be forced into a first down and long, fouling the penalty. Rumberger coming off the right side. Carabella gets rid of it. It's got a man, nope, drops it, incomplete. Good pressure, though, once again, coming off the right side that time by the Seals' defense.
2: They pressured him again. This is go- That's key. That is going to be a key for the rest of the game because they're putting pressure, they're putting people in this kid's face. And both of those passes, as you saw, were erratic.
4: And this is a guy we talk about, yep. Carabella, Last year, 51 receptions on 101 attempts, 899 yards, seven touchdowns, four picks. So getting pressure on him is key, as you talked about, Coach. They're going to keep it this time. Carabello trying to run it, trying to get to the edge, spins away from a man, still going, showing his athletic ability to take it beyond the 40-yard line all the way out to the 44-yard line, well short of a first down. But, boy, you got a good idea why Coach Hicks referred to him as the dude. A, the dude. <laughs> He was able to shake away and drag away from a couple defenders to make a positive play out of that on this now third down and long.
2: But the Seals are getting bodies to the ball. That's the terrific job on that one. He did gain, what, six, eight yards, but it, it, you got to keep bodies on this kid.
4: Third down and 12. Carabella drops back. He's got some time. Gets rid of it. Throws a dart off the helmet of his receiver. Falls incomplete. It was intended for done, and it got a. Above his shoulders and doinked him right off the helmet. Falls incomplete. Fourth down and a punting situation, and the punter also is Carabello. He will punt it away for the Crimson Tide. As dropping back will be T. Hoover along with Tucker Teets dropping back for the Sealy Grove Seals, as they will look to get really good field position. They could field this ball and turn it upfield. That
2: was a good defensive series. Very good defensive series.
4: Carabella gets it. Gets it away. It's a high kick. It's going to bounce in front of return, man, and then take a roll towards T. Hoover. Let's it roll past him. And it's going to be stopped down about the 12-yard line. Seals will take over there. We got 6:02 to go in the opening quarter. No score. Both teams have now had it on the offensive side. The Seals, if you want to do a little battle within the battle, they had the better possession of the two teams. The Seals was able to pick up a couple first downs. They worked the ball into Crimson Tide territory, but then faltered as they had lost the ball in a fumble, had to punt it away. Crimson Tide had got really good field position, but the Seals' defense did what we expect them to do, fly around to the ball, make some plays. Now Seals Grove will get their second opportunity on the offensive side, deep in their own territory. Pastor under center, taking the snap, turn, deep man. Off the left side, it's going to fall forward, get a yard or two, which is important here for this offense. See how much they give them? Looks like two. Maybe two on that one. Off the left side, following behind a good push from that offensive line again. It'll be a second down and long for the Seals. They have it at their own 14-yard line. Again, no score. 540 to go in the opening quarter. Keep an eye on the weather here. It is overcast. Don't think it's raining at this point, but the field is damp and very humid. So see how both teams handle this ball. Second down and long for the Seals pastor under center long count taking a snap deep man again lone back in the backfield off the left side followed behind a good push again He going to get positive yards don't have to get 15 20 on every run but the offensive line re that offensive line there and got a good push
2: possible's playing a 4-3 and the safeties are playing at six yards off the ball that's tough there's too many people to block on that And we're still getting, you know, in that that case there, a good five, six yards. And again, much like we saw last week with Lewisburg, watch how tight these linebackers are playing. We've got to get them out of the box somehow.
4: On this third down play here, talk about third down and four, four ceilings grow, wide receivers at each side, receivers in a man-to-man situation here on the right, but they're going to hand it off in the backfield, nothing there, done it's going to take that tackle all by himself. Possibly a loss on the play. It'll be a fourth down in a punting situation. And I want to bring to light what you were pointing out there, Steve, that Nate Allman on the right side and man-to-man coverage there. So they're not really showing a lot of respect for the passing game. So you keep not to emphasize all. what you're talking about. Got to have some semblance of a but passing game.
2: Got to get it up and out to get these guys out of the box.
4: Got some win here. Last punt by Stephen Miller was a short punt. See if he can get off a good one here. High snap, but he corrals it. Gets it away. Better punt. Better end punt. over end. Dunn's going to come up, make the catch. Runs away from the defender. Shows his speed up the left side. Reverses the field back over to the right before he's knocked down in Seals Grove territory at the 23-yard line on the return. That time was McFarland as he was able to return it. Give the Crimson Tide great field position in Seals Grove territory at the 20. 20- three-yard line, first down and ten. No score between the Crimson side and the Seals Grove Seals. It's going to be wide receivers each side. Maul, excuse me, that's going to be Adamic. He's going to go off to the right. Tisella is going to go in motion from left to right. We're going to get flags on the play. Talking about only one scrimmage, Steve. There
2: it is. And then you start seeing those
4: <laughs> mental mistakes. That Some early jumping, guys moving, maybe a factor there on that. And that's you know, After giving a real good field position, it's driving it Coach Crazy to pick up a penalty and give up that great field position as you walk the ball outside the 25-yard line, out to the 28-yard line. It'll be a first down and 15 for the Crimson Tide. 345 to go in the opening quarter, no score. Five receivers to each side. Shotgun formation for the Crimson Tide. Hitting a snap. Quick pitch this time. Davis gets the call. Off the right side. Runs away from the defender. Cuts under another defender. Dragging defenders as he's going to take it to the 20-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of four. It'll be a second down and about six for the Crimson Tide. Good run that time by the running back for the Tide.
2: Boy, that kid's got some some juice. He can. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to, to corral that kid. You know, so maybe. we
4: talk about all the linebackers have to get involved in these plays, but then you overcommit to something. You got to worry about this quarterback takes it out of his gut and goes the other way. Shotgun formation with two wide receivers split to the left. Seals Grove showing blitz right up the middle. Dunn gets the call off the right. Nothing. It's going to be blown up. Miller involved in that. Nice. crossing as well. Loss on the play for the Seals Grove defense.
2: Somebody's down. <laughs>
4: So we got a man down on the field for the Seals Grove Seals as JT will come out and check him out. We keep an update on all scores going on around the Valley. We'll try to keep you updated on that as we go throughout the ballgame. Those scores are brought to you by Blaze Alexander Nissan as they bring us the out-of-town scoreboard. Right here at Crimson Tide at Pottsville, 0-0 ball game. We're at 2.55 to go here in the first quarter. Both teams kind of feeling each other out. 42. we got got out is down on the field as, again, JT, Derek Hick's walking out there. Don't like to assume or try to, you know, do our analysis way back here, but... Ideally, I think maybe we talk about it coming down here that, uh, you know, you talk about cramps, you talk about humidity, talk about dehydration. So let's hope that that's all it is for Oath Out as JT continues to check him out. You can also access high school football scores on the scoreboard on the Sunbury Broadcasting app menu. Click on the menu icon, go to scoreboard on the top. Now listeners can click from the app to see the scores. Also, you can click on the podcast to get the game archive, other station podcasts, and glove stories with Murph, all part of the Sun Bear Broadcasting Corporation sports menu.
2: Looks like a lower leg, maybe an ankle. So we'll see if he's
4: able to come back. He's going to get looked at by the staff. We'll have to see who came in for him on this third down play here for the Crimson Tide, third down and ten. Three wide receivers on the left. That's where Carabelle is looking. Gets pressure. He's going to run away from the defender. Rothenbell chasing him from behind. Good block ahead of him. And Carabella is able to take it inside of the 15-yard line and see where the mark is and whether he was able to pick up enough for that should now, They're going to mark him at the 12.
2: I should be coming back. Their, their motion man <laughs> moves right up to the line of scrimmage, and they didn't get it. Uh, get there. that's part theory. of the game. That's part of the game.
4: Early season for the officials as well, and it's a big play. You know, it's, and it allows Carabella to do what we knew he could do, and that's turned a short play into a first-down pickup as he's able to get the ball to the SEAL 12-yard line. First down and 10, no score between the SEALs and the tie. 2.39 to go here in the opening quarter. Carabella under center takes the snap quick pitch this time going to davis off the right side cross trying to get him from behind unable to davis still up the right sideline dives for the pie line but no call yet they're going to say he's down looks like at about the one yard line as T. hoover had to come up be involved in the stop there but cross looking to into the sideline and saying he was held on the edge there It kind of look like he was from yeah, this it, distance it did look <laughs> and again another big play <clears throat> as davis takes it to the one yard line as crimson Tide are in business at the seal one yard line first down goal to go
2: they had three people at the at the point of attack that's 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 got to be had
4: see if they use that six three frame of the quarterback to try to go up and over top as the ball's sitting right at the goal line first down goal to go he's going to keep it stretch it to the goal line and he's in touchdown for the crimson tide (laughs) So the Crimson Tide get on the board first. 2-0-2 to go here in the opening quarter. And it's senior quarterback Carabello able to take it in for the score. And now the Crimson Tide will come out and try to tackle on the extra point here. Doing the kick in number eight. DeCello will attempt the extra point here. At least that's who we were told it would be. See if it is. It is. The kick is up, and the kick is
2: no good. No good. No good. So funny, Seals- kicker.
4: So Seals Grove's defense gives up the first score on the night. And it was done as we thought it would be, running the ball and using the athletic ability of two guys we spotlighted in the pregame. That's Davis from the tailback position and senior quarterback for the Crimson Tide.
2: Again, Pat. Seals had people at the at the point of attack, and I think that's something that you see in the first quarter. You got to take care of that. I know that they're, the coaches are right now. We just got to wrap up and keep wrapping up and keep getting people to the ball because they're there. Which means, you know, there's good things happening. We just got to make plays.
4: Looks like they're reading the play well. Look yes. like they were they a lot of film study. They knew what was coming, like you said. Now it's a matter of making the play at the point of contact. That completed a five-play drive, going 23 yards, just taking a minute and 44 off the clock. Senior quarterback, Carabello Snowell, gets the touchdown on a one-yard plunge. The extra point, no good, and Seals Grove trails at this point, 6-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. This kicks away, short kick once again. Nate Allman's going to come up to it, and it finally goes out of bounds
2: it's out of bounds that's a it penalty.
4: should be a penalty there unless they're going to say did it touch somebody now they're having a discussion about it who did it touch right now the the rule is if it went out of bounds without touching anyone there's a flag on the play but they have not thrown a flag they must have the judgment must have been that it touched somebody and i thought nate omit came up and he defended the i don't
2: the think Crimson it tide
4: from touching it, it look like it went out of bounds
2: they should be hitting the ball in the 35 instead of the 27.
4: So Seals Grove will take over, trailing 6-0 with 2 2 to go in the opening quarter. They'll have the ball at their own 27-yard line. Nate Allman will split to the left. Bastion will split to the right. That's Gavin Bastion to the right, wearing number 5. I-formation behind Pastor. Going to pitch it to Heil. Off the left, underneath the defender. Still going, crosses the 35-yard line. Close. After he gets 11, he's going to have a first-down pickup as the rain pickup again here at Pottsville, but good. I, I call it a very disciplined run by by Heil and uses blockers well to pick up 11 yards in the first toss
2: down. and it went outside, which is the first time that we that we've seen that.
4: So first down and 10 for the Seal and Seals, trailing at this point six nothing to the Crimson Tide. Wide receivers to each side once again. This time they flip flop. As passion goes to the left, it to the right. I formation once again behind store. This offensive line has gotten a good push here early in this ball game. Looking to get another one here. This is going to go to Teets. Teets off the left, runs hard into a defender, tiptoes out of bounds, close to the 45-yard line. Good strong run that time by Tucker Teets. As Heels Grove's in business at their own 40, I think he stepped out about the 43-yard line on that run by Tucker Teets.
2: It looks like what the what we're trying to do is get outside. They've got so many people inside. They're running a 4-3 with with meaning Pottsville with two safeties screwed down. That's that's a whole bunch of people in the box. They're getting outside of that and having some success.
4: Tucker Teets gets the carry on now He's sophomore 5'9, 180 pounds, ran hard. We saw that a week ago. Second down play here for the SEALs, trailing 6-0. Ah. Got some movement up front. As Podsville was showing blitz on that one, the right guard jumped. That's going to be a penalty against the Seals Grove Seals. So what was going to be a second and medium, we'll have to walk this one up and make this a difficult second down play here for the Seals. We've got 1.15 to go here, and the clock continuing to run here. It should be stopped. We're not Mercy Rule yet. It's only 6 nothing. The official's looking up here to the box.
2: Penalty, so, should uh, I, I think they adjusted it.
4: That'll be a second down and 10 for the Seals. Seals Grove trailing 6-0 after a one-yard run by the Crimson Tide to put them up 6-0. The extra point was no good. So now the Seals Grove Seals will have it second down and long. Officials continue chit-chat. We're just adjusting some clock issues here. So here we go. Second down and ten. Pastor looks over to the defense. Blitz being shown by the crimson tide. Pastor is going to roll to his right. Got a man underneath. Make it. catch catches Miller right about the forty yard line. So First course, completed safe play. pass. First completed pass by sophomore quarterback. It goes to your tight end Stephen Miller. It was Davis on the stop. No, excuse me. It was Dunn on the stop that time for. Let's give it to Ferment, 27. He, 27, 27 not 26. Or, so he makes the stop after a very short pickup by the Seals. It'll be a third down and long. But as you mentioned, Pastor getting his first completion as the Seals grows quarterback. He's going to be asked to do some more here on his yep. third down and long. Let's see what we get. They're going to send two <clears throat> to the left this time. Out there looks like Nick Rice split far to the left. Almond in the slot. Bashing to the right, we got a whistle here. Looks like Coachichs maybe called timeout here. Wants to chit chat about something. You know
8: hmm.
4: In each quarter, Steve, we look at uh, backbreaker play of the game. We get candidates because at the end of the game, we have the Schmoken Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. So if there's a play that looks like it's just it puts the game out. Puts the game out of reach for one team. We refer to that as being the backbreaker play of the game. So, you and I have to keep an eye on what we think are candidates. And at the end of the broadcast, after the end of the game, during post game, we'll announce the Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. So, timeout on the field. So, Steve, what have we seen so far? We got a team. We talked about a lot about this this offense. I think this offense is is feeling themselves through this, and and it's not been. I think the offensive line, It, it uh, an offensive line that's being asked to do a lot, they've done some good things. They have,
2: absolutely. And, and as you saw, other than the penalty, which kind of set them back on the, uh, the procedure penalty, they got outside both times and they were big plays. If you can keep that going, as coach has said a year ago, that moves the change. That's, Absolutely. And, and that I think that's key. Here's a passing set.
4: Following a the timeout, they got two wide receivers to the left. Pastor drops back, got some time, gets rid of it, over Nate Allman's head. He did tap it, tried to catch it on the deflection. It was defended by Carabello. Also out there on coverage was Allen. Falls incomplete. This will be a fourth down, and that will send Stephen Miller out to punt this one away. Just 17 seconds to go here in the first quarter with Pottsville leading 6-0 over the Seals. Just opening up the 2021 season for both teams, and just like everything, it had to open up with a bit of a delay, a 30-minute delay with some thunder that came through, But and there is some rain, but no thunder at this point, so feeling a little bit of a breeze, which is very helpful up here in the booth. Good snap that time to Miller, gets it away. Going to be a high kick. Return man comes up. Now he's going to run away from it, let the ball bounce. Gets a good roll for the Seals as Tucker Teets and Bastion will come up, spot it down as it crits the Tide will take over inside their own 25 yard line. Already leading 6 0. Their senior quarterback will jog out and take over. Some of the games we'll keep an eye on Danville, Mifflinburg, Milton, Zat, Nativity, BVM, Junior at a Line Mountain. Also, Montgomery takes on Hughesville, Muncie at Northern Lehigh. Our tough game of the week is Berwick-Southern, also North Schuylkill-Mount Carmel, that's a good one. belfont Jersey Shore, that's a traditional opening game for those two teams. Midwest taking on Central Columbia, Bloomsburg taking on Loyal Keep an eye on those games throughout tonight as a part of our out-of-town scoreboard. Hand off this time to the deep man. Miller beats him in the backfield. It's Miller time. It's Nate Miller. Oh, boy. All right, Ethan Miller along with Stephen Miller. Didn't take long to get a little Miller time, actually. Both guys there right on the go. play.
2: <laughs> I would have won the bet. I would have won the bet.
4: <laughs> right at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> so good play by the Miller boys. They got in, big stop on the play, loss on the play. But that ends the first quarter. We'll flip sides of the field. Crimson Tide leading this one 6-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. This Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and eagle107.com.
5: You know you go to DQ when you think blizzard, but hey,
0: fans, how about some food? Try the bacon cheese grill burger, flamethrower grill burger, or cheese grill burger. And DQ's taking Reese's to the extreme with a Reese's Extreme Blizzard. Go extreme today.
5: Tell the whole stadium, before the game, after the game, and
0: everywhere in between. Dairy Queen.
5: Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip. Sealand's Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food,
0: not fast food. Are you looking for a job? Join a team with over 40 years of experience. Truck and Trailer Sales of Sealands Grove, the largest tractor-trailer dealership in the region, has immediate openings for truck drivers for commercial trucks. A CDL is a must, or they will train the right person. Please apply in person at Truck and Trailer Sales, 1273 South Market Street, Sealands Grove, or call 570-374-1114. Make your decision an excellent choice. This is
3: Eagle 107.
4: Welcome back here. Eagle 107. Eagle 107. Doc. You know that we had every intent of YouTubing this live broadcast here. Unable to here from Pottsville, but we will do it next week. And it's a great uh, addition to ways that you could catch the Seals, grow Seals. Again, that's Sports uh, Live YouTube channel. That will be next week when Seals Grove return home to take on the Jersey Shore ball goal. So we apologize for not making that happen here tonight. Some logistic issues with that. But next week, we'll have it back up and running for sure for more ways to catch Seals Grove Seals football. Good throw that time. Quick action that time for the Crimson Tide. Take the ball outside the 25-yard line. Set up a third down for the Crimson Tide.
2: There's a flare screen, and the Seals reacted very well to that. They run into the ball. That, that's that's very admirable. We just got to make plays. Maybe it, get these guys out of sync a little bit.
4: Just moved into the second quarter. The tide leading 6 0. Designed run this time by senior quarterback Carabello. He's going to be swarmed over by white shirts. Maybe a yard. That's going to be it. So he's not going to get the first down he needs there. And it's going to be a punting situation for the. Crimson Tide, so nice job, as you mentioned. A lot of hats to the ball, Steve, and that's what you need with an athlete like that. Force the Crimson Tide to have to punt this one away. Dropping back will be Teague Hoover along with Tucker Teets. They're going to be standing around their own 35-yard line, waiting for the punt from Carabello. Snowell, the senior quarterback, also is a senior punter, waiting for some personnel to get on the field for the Crimson Tide. The play clock is not running, so he keep an eye on the official to let him know when it's under five seconds. He's already put it up, but now oh, the play's go. Low snap, snap gets it away. But Good punt. Fair catch being made. Nope, T. Hoover's now going to run with the ball. Try to get up to the left sideline. Drag a defender thrown out of bounds at the 39-yard line. Thought he fair caught at first, but did it look like he put his hand up a yeah, little he bit. he did. Maybe he's just keeping the rain out of his eyes.
2: But none of the officials called it, so...
4: Maybe he told him, he said, if I put my <laughs> hand up, I'm just trying to get, He is a baseball player, so he knows how to deal with the sun, mm-hmm. and so maybe he told him, hey, that would be a very smart senior thing to do, that I'm not calling fair catch, I'm keeping the rain out of my eyes, so he makes the catch, gets it to the 38-yard line, that's where Seals Grove take over first down and 10, trailing 6 nothing. we're in the second quarter, 10-16 to go here in the second quarter, Seals Grove trying to put a drive together, they did cross midfield in their opening drive, unable to do sense, but... See if they can put it together here. Two wide receivers will split to the right. I formation behind sophomore quarterback Pastor. He turns, trying to give it to the deep man, he does. Heil off the right, got some room, falls forward, gets to the 42-yard line, drags a couple defenders, get up, Look like number 80 on the stop that time for the Crimson Tide, and that's Ello. He's going to make the stop after a good pickup by Heil.
2: Pastor slipped again on that and last week if you remember on a couple occasions he he got tripped up it might be an offensive lineman pulling uh, as you kind of stretch on it out yeah, yeah on, on the stretch we'll
4: Have to keep an eye on that as well as uh like you said it has happened so we wonder if it's something that's got to be straightened out here because that could have been a huge play there but he was able to get to Ohio and I was able to pick ah. up and he got some movement up front again this is going to be a penalty that's going to go against the seal and seals and that's going to march them back and i see davis coming back into the game for the crimson Tide, along with engler they come back in guys we talked about that the substitution you know opening the season one scrimmage very Schumit, hot and you see the crimson Tide on the defensive side they're doing that doing it in the safety position too because Spelling Carabello has been Bryce Bauer. He's been coming in playing the safety position. Right now, playing the safety position is Allen for the Crimson Tide. Under centers is Pastor. He's going to throw, rolling to his left. Reverses its field. Going to take off and run. Not much there. Swallowed up at the 33 yard line. Loss on the play for the Seals. Nowhere to go on that one. Heavy pressure if Pastor tough. went down.
2: And he sprint out to the short side of the field too. That, that
4: one. And I couldn't see, in terms of receiver-wise, whether anybody was too. getting any separation there for him. But he never had a chance. The guys were in his face chance. right from the rollout, as you said. The sprint, and guys were there even when he tried to square up. He was running for his life at that point. So third down and long for the Seals Grove Seals. Third down, fourteen, trailing six nothing with eight twenty nine to go here in the second quarter. Two to the right, one to the left for the Seals. One back in the backfield, shotgun formation. Ralph Amol try to get the snap to Pastor. He does. Pastor's got some time. Now he runs out and almost intercepted. He was trying to get it to Stephen Miller. The defender broke on it and almost that ferment almost got the pick there and that would have been a pick six if he gets there
2: that was ferment again he he, our kids around the football he really is
4: so as a coach you're you're pulling the quarterback right now and you're saying nothing really there
2: throw it to me that was a tight end trip set it's the first time we have shown that um and i don't know I, i don't think the tight end went out which meant they kept them in for max protection he might have, or he just couldn't get off the line of scrimmage because Pottsville didn't allow it.
4: McFarland drops back, waiting for the punt from Stephen Miller. It's going to be a line drive kick. Also back is Brainbridge, but neither one is going to pick the ball up the turf. Good get a punt. decent roll for the Seals, like you said, good punt. End over end, hit right at the right time, rolls to the 28-yard line. So that's where Pottsville will take over, leading 6 nothing over. The Seals Grove Seals. Lone score came in the first quarter with 202 to go in the opening quarter when Carabello Snowell was able to take it from one yard out, completing a five-play, 23-yard drive, taking one minute and 44 seconds. All our drive summaries are brought to you by Seals Grove Ford. We appreciate their sponsorship here on Eagle 107. Just saw some lightning. lightning. So they're going to send guys in there, and here comes... Yep, they're telling the guys go to the sidelines here. So weather's going to continue to be minutes. a problem here. So we have 8.03 to go on the clock with 7. It's at 7.49 here on the day clock and 8.03 to go on the on the game clock. So we'll keep on, on that as we go along. So give us a chance to talk a little bit again about what we've seen so far defense is doing their thing and we've seen this i've been covering it since 2009 derek does a magnificent job with this coaching staff putting personnel in the right places getting the right guys to play certain positions doing certain things and boy this is a team and the crimson side that put up 27 points five times last year i think it was maybe a total of they they put up 27 points more six out of their eight games a year ago
2: Pat, this Pottsville team is a very good offensive football team. they got home run hitters everywhere, and, and it starts with the quarterback. Seals Grove's doing a fa- fabulous job, as you said, getting people to the ball, not giving up the big play. I think penalties here and there have hurt them on occasions, but the, if, if I'm looking at this as somebody that kind of has an idea of what football's all about, you gotta we got to throw the ball. We got to throw the ball somewhat in a quick scheme, where give him some confidence to get Pottsville, get Pottsville's defense out of the box because there's too many people to block right now. There's too many people, so I think that's that's why it's six to nothing, uh,
4: Frank. Well, and it doesn't get any easier next week as we cover the Seals Grove Seals wherever they happen to be next week. We're back home taking on a jersey shore bulldog team so the element of developing that almost i mean you you hate to say almost use it as a scrimmage type you don't get Mm -hmm. the second scrimmage but this is not a conference game it would be a wonderful game to get it would be a big team building uh boosting uh opportunity which i think it already is i think they've got to feel really good about what they've done on the defensive side but when you start getting into the big scheme of things it's uh, the game next week against jersey shore and then you're taking on, you got down the road, you got Chamokin, and then you got Shikalimi. Those are the games that have impact your conference, obviously. But uh, like you said, at some point, you've got to let it fly a little bit to open things up and allow some good things to happen here for this silver you know, Grove offense.
2: You know, again, I'm not coaching them. And this, the, I'm, I'm not being critical, and I don't mean it in a negative sense. But maybe just line up on a three-step and throw a fade to one of our fastest kids. That's going to get Pottsville to loosen up what mm. they're doing. Their, their safeties, I pointed out to Zach, uh, at one of the plays down here in the red zone when, or when we were backed up, their safeties were five-and-a-half and six yards off the mm. ball, outside of the linebackers. They're playing a 4-3 scheme. Okay, so right there, there's nine people inside, our tight end to tackle box, which is why when we started running the football on the perimeter, it was successful. Mm. They don't have people there. Okay. Everybody's inside. Mm. So, again, loosening them up, and it, and that's why I just pointed out to you uh, on the last play that we did offensively, it was a tight end trip set, two t- uh, Two wide outs with a tight end on that yep. side and a split end backside. We were in shotgun with one back in the in the in the backfield. First time we show first and only time we've shown a trips especially with a tight end on the field. So that might be something they're going to lead to and maybe maybe loosen them up a little bit with with formation.
4: To get you updated if you've just joined us, we are under a delay here due to the weather lightning coming through sending both teams into the locker room our second delay of the night on the clock 803 to go in the first half the Crimson Tide leading 6 nothing their lone touchdown coming on senior quarterback Carabella Snowell on a 1 yard run they came with 202 to go in the opening quarter, it completed a five-play, 23-yard drive with 144 coming off the clock. The extra point was no good. Again, right now, that's where we sit in the second quarter with Crimson Tide leading 6 nothing over the Sealands Grove Seals want to remind you, too, that you can catch all kinds of sports action here at part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. you got NFL action with the Steelers on 100.9 in the Valley. you got Philadelphia Eagles on 107, eagle107, 107, 107.com. And then when you move to our brother station, uh, that's WKOK, you got the Penn State football, and that's coming up as well. So check out these schedules. Go to the website, and they'll let you know what the schedule will look like as we move through the year uh, in this uh, football season for – the nfl in college for the seals Grove seals after tonight as we mentioned already they'll return home take on the jersey shore bulldogs they're the, the top team in the conference top team district 4 4a in the area that's for sure and then they'll be at Chemoka, So you got back-to-back conference games for the seals Grove seals so gaining confidence is important as you're going to have back-to-back conference game then they'll be home against berwick They have to travel to Muhlenberg before returning home another conference game against the Schicklemi Braves. Then they'll have to travel to Mill Hall to take on the Central Mountain Wildcats before returning home for back-to-back games against the Columbias. First they'll be in Central Columbia or against Central Columbia at home before taking on Southern Columbia at home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. They'll wrap up the 2021 season at Montoursville with the Seals Grove Seals. Again, we're under delay here. Right now with 8.03 to go here in the first half. We're going to step away from the broadcast, but first before we do that, why don't we give you a rundown. Zach sent me over the stats for what we've seen so far. Pastor, the sophomore quarterback, getting his first opportunity, one for five, one yard so far. Brandon Howells run the ball four times for a very good 30 yards on the night. Tucker Teets has four carries for 10 yards. Oath out from the fullback position, two carries for eight yards. Seals grow 43 yards, three first downs in the game action so far. Again, we're at 8.03 to go in the first half. Carabello. Snowell on the Crimson Tide side of the ball, 0 for 3, couple drops, one doinked off the helmet. So he's 0 for 3 on the night. He has run the ball four times, 21 yards, and has a touchdown rush. Davis, their leading returning rusher, four carries, 27 yards. Dunn has three carries for 13 yards. So total yards for the Crimson Tide on the night so far, 61 yards, and they have free three first downs to their credit as well. So total yards, 43 for the Seals Grove Seals, 61 for the crimson tide but we are under delay so we're going to step aside and go back to the studio give you some of the best rock around on eagle 107 eagle 107.com return here in about 15 minutes so we can get you work back up for the continuation of this game seals grows at Pottsville, trailing 6 nothing this is seals Grove football presented by seals Grove forward on eagle 107 and eagle 107.com
3: Eagle 107 is WEGH Northumberland Sealance Grove, your home for Sealance Grove Seals football.
4: Back to Pottsville High School. Pat O'Brien, Steve Briggs, still under a delay here, lightning delay. And just had another one in the time that we were delaying another lightning strike. So we are in the midst of a delay on top of the one that we previously went away from. So not quite sure of the timing. Again, to get you updated, Seals go trailing at this point with 8.03 to go here in the first half. Six-nothing to the Crimson Tide. It's inside a team that was 6-2 to two a year ago, and the Seals defense is doing well against a team that was able to score 27 or more points in six of eight games, 26 rushing touchdowns a year ago. That's how they've scored their lone touchdown here tonight on a one-yard run by their senior quarterback. A year ago, 116.8 yards in the air, but they rushed for 246.6 yards on the ground. And again, the Seals defense is coming up big here in the first quarter-plus Time frame at 8:03 to go here in the first half and trailing just six nothing. Steve had a lot of chance to chit chat a little bit about what we've seen and you know we we talked about the the importance of a lot of guys getting to the ball and early on some guys have, uh, runningers have been able to get away from initial hits but I think as the game gone along the seals have, g- have got themselves gathered from the defensive side and you got to be very pleased as a coaching staff of what's going on so far here defensively.
2: Sure it is and. I think what you're saying there is, is, you know, during practice during the week, especially the first part of the season, it goes without saying that you don't really know what to expect. But I've always said the thing that's missing is the speed. You can't, your scout teams can't, you know, mass the speed of Mm -hmm. what Pottsville's doing. And I think that's what we saw early. They were just a step behind. Okay. And now they've adjusted. And, mm-hmm. they, re- you know, Seals Grove's really done a great job defensively tonight. And and if it holds true, they're going to be in this game till the very end. We've got to get some breaks. But um, the other thing, Seals Grove or, or uh, Pottsville really hasn't made any mistakes. And, you know, we, Seals Grove's made a couple, be it penalty or a fumble here and there. Um, There's still a lot going to happen tonight. Yeah, you know, Yes.
4: Yeah, again, we're under delay here. We don't have the exact time that we're going to get started here, but get you caught up, 8.03 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove trailing 6-0. This is the first time these two teams have met, Um, and both teams have a a tremendous history football-wise. We talked about that during the pregame. Pottsville, 703 wins in their history. Seals Grove, 562 so both have a deep history. Derek Hicks has been good in openers. 5 and 1 in season openers with wins against Central Columbia in 2015, Milton in 2016, 2017 also in 2020 Lewisburg in 2019 is only lost coming to Lewisburg in 2018. Returning players, and we've been talking about them a lot. Brandon Heil, Teague, Hoover, both guys put a lot of emphasis on those two guys defensively, along with Nate Ahmet, solid contributor, wide receiver and quarterback. He's the leading returning as a receiver with nine catches a year ago, looking to uh, up that number. He's had some opportunity here tonight. Connection hasn't been made, but something we've definitely seen with a little bit of adjustment here could definitely happen. Nate Allman recorded 27 tackles here. Go ago, had interception from his D-back position as well. We talked about Teague, who first-team all-state defensive back last season, led the team with 90 tackles and two interceptions, had tw- over 12 tackles in four of the eight games for the Seals Grove Seals, started as a freshman, and he's accumulated seven interceptions, five fumble recoveries, sits 15th all-time with 254 career tackles and 17th all-time in 85 solo tackles. We asked to provide a lot of uh, leadership from that secondary position to help uh, this defense get themselves where they want to be throughout the season. He's a guy goes on and on. We've watched him since the freshman year. We knew he was going to be an impact guy, and he certainly has not disappointed anybody who is a Seals fan.
2: Absolutely. He's a, he's a, he's a terrific player, great kid, um, obviously a leader. But, again, is what we're talking about. To make this work and maybe maybe the Knights playing into it a little bit with the run pass uh, percentage because Pottsville's not throwing the football either um, uh, certainly not successfully uh, but we'll see how this this plays out uh, now getting back to the weather thing you just mentioned you saw another lightning strike so that means I mean for the listeners if we it's, 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 35. I'm sorry. There. there we go. We just yep. heard.
4: Over to PA just a minute. 8.35 is the start time. If uh, we can roll into that without any more disruptions from the lightning uh, here at uh, Pottsville. Again, Pottsville leading at this point. 8.03 to go in the first half. 6 nothing over the Seals. Gross Seals. But, you know, getting back to your point, you know, regarding... What we've seen here so far and some of the adjustment that these guys have made. We've seen it already. Um, like you said, Pottsville's is not throwing it real well right now. Right. A couple drops, one doinked off the helmet. So that's an aspect that you know the coaches staff shit chatting about too. That we got to, and just like we're talking about the SEAL side, no matter who you are, you, we got to be able to throw the ball around a little right. bit. Right, right. And you know they're capable.
2: And, and again, is the weather part of that? Yes, there's no question. It's harder to throw and catch when mm-hmm. you're playing in this stuff. Uh, but, Sealsgrove did. Uh, I liked what they did leading up to their last drive where they started going on the perimeter running the football, mm-hmm. which kept every all the Pottsville people, uh, defensive people, inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was successful. And, again, again, what happened, we got another procedure penalty, mm-hmm. marked it back. Uh, th- those are tough calls when it's third and 12. <laughs> yeah,
4: absolutely. As so, we talked about with the young staff, I mean, with the young group here trying to get – their footing here and to do it at a tough place here on the road at uh, Pottsville and we've liked so far some of the dynamics that we've seen and we talk about it again and you know you it you talk about it because it's a significant part of this not a second scrimmage so a lot of what you're seeing here tonight could have been ironed out with another scrimmage you mentioned it too didn't use down uh, didn't use the chains last week didn't use the play clock the, the, the movement of the scrimmage was very very methodical was very coach. Oriented mm-hmm. what I mean by that is the coaches were interrupting coming out talking to them. the coaches were right behind them, So there's a lot of aspects that was not game-like Second scrimmage would provide that opportunity So tonight you're gonna to see a lot of things that you would have hoped to be able to iron out during the second scrimmage sure
2: And and that goes without saying uh, uh, this uh, Again, let's commend for what it is. I mean, we're, we're playing a very good, Seals, Seals was playing a very good offensive team that in many ways they've corralled them. Mm-hmm. They've done a super job. They're, they're tackling well. They're running to the ball very well. It sounds like it's a cl- cliche yeah. that we're talking about, mm-hmm. but that's how you stop a, a, a terrific runner. And they've got, in my opinion, three of them, including a mm-hmm. the quarterback. So, that's that's done Mm -hmm. i mean we've done a a super job with that now with oath out out um it looks like he's got a a, uh looks like an ankle i hope it's certainly a minimal one i don't think he'll be back tonight maybe Mm -hmm. the longer this goes who knows but um that means that's a two-way starter okay and as this goes on you know what the fullback position and the linebacker position means on a wet night, on a muddy, mm-hmm. it's not really muddy. I, I have to say this is this is pretty good turf out here, but um, that could be a factor as sure. it goes down
4: through. Let's keep an eye on that and see uh, who, who's coming in to fill in those two positions for out who had got banged up in that first half and Uh, questionable whether he will return. We'll keep an eye on that. I'm not sure what the injury is, and hopefully, as Steve said, it's minimal because he's a big part of what Seals Grove wants to do on both sides of the ball, runs tough as a fullback and a linebacker. He's part of that 3-5 and a very integral part. So we'll keep on that as we go through. We're going to step away again from Pottsville. Again, Seals Grove is trailing 6-0. Against the Crits and Tide, we're under a lightning delay, so we're hoping to get this one started in about 10 minutes. So we're going to go back to the studio for a little bit. Return here, get you geared up again. As Seals Grove Seals will look to take the field and try to uh, stage a comeback. Right now, they trail six nothing. 8:03 to go here in the first half. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford. On Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. <laughs>
3: Eagle 107 is W-E-G-H, Northumberland, Sealants Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football.
4: 32. School, Pat O'Brien along with Steve Briggs as we're hoping to have wrapped up this delay, lightning delay. and Teams will return to the field here very shortly. Go some through some warm-ups before we get this one back underway. If you're just joining us, Seals Grove trailing 6-0 to the Crimson Tide with 8.03 to go here in the first half. Lone score came in the first quarter when uh, Carabello Snowell was able to take it in for the score, a one-yard plunge by the senior quarterback with 2.02 to go in the first quarter. It was a five-play, 23-yard drive. Took one minute and 44 seconds for The Pottsville Crimson Tide to get on the board. Extra point was no good, and that's where we stand. Six nothing, Crimson Tide leading the Sealens Grove Seals. Again, we have when we do start back up, there'll be eight oh three to go here in the second quarter. As the Sealens Grove Seals will look to try to develop, and we talk about a lot of this, you know, continue to try to just you know uh, slowly things happen which we've already seen we've already seen right in front of us how defensively making some adjustments getting to the ball making tackles and steve i love the fact you know when your scrimmaging against yourself or you're going against yourself and you cannot possibly uh show the quickness and the speed that you're going to deal with once it's live and playing against another opponent so what does that mean that means that early on you may be a step slow and you may be reaching and tackles you were making in practice or you thought you were getting there you thought and all of a sudden, you got a kid like Davis or a kid like Don or, or Car- uh, Carabello, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, we better adjust this a little bit. So I think that definitely it's a message on the sideline about, you know, you can't be, you know, we got to up it, we got to go a little faster, we got to get there. When you get there, you got to be able to do, and that's the part. And I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's what we've seen that has been already very different for these Seals, especially on the defensive side.
2: It most certainly has. Yeah, I, I think. If we had the film of the first two series versus the last two series, you're going to see that, and, and, and maybe both sides. You know, the defense is always, I think, ahead of the offense early mm-hmm. in the season. Yep. Although with offenses nowadays that are so wide open, it might be vice versa. But um, it's it's definitely what we're seeing here tonight. Obviously, the the rain is a factor somewhat. Maybe throwing the football definitely um in in that side for both teams uh the kicking game seems to be okay we haven't seen any crazy stuff but yet we're still just a couple minutes into the second quarter Mm -hmm. so we'll see how this this progresses i think from what i heard i believe this is pottsville's ad over here to our left that said that they're scheduled to play start up at eight 8, uh, 35 I don't mm-hmm. know what time it is right now.
4: Yeah, it's about that time, yeah.
2: But they're they're not back on the field yet, so yeah. obviously it's going to be even longer. Uh, so let, let's
4: dive into the mental side of this, you know, the psyche side. So they come out, thought they were going to get started, delayed the start, sent back to the locker room so things got off to a slow start. So you're the coach, and you're trying to gather the troops, and you're talking – you know, and, and I'm not saying what do you think Derek is doing because I'm going off of your experience. So, you got a locker room full of guys, you got the coaches. You know, they're, not only is it a delay, but it's also you're rainy, you're wet, you know, your uniform's wet and all. So, what is the message that you're sending around as you're walking around to the guys? How much preaching and talking and adjustment? Because you said about that, like, you could almost use it as a halftime. You've seen enough of from Pottsville so far that you could say, we need to make this change. Plus, with technology, they're down there with the iPads yeah. showing them, hey, you went there. That's new. No is problem. that what they're all doing right now, yeah. sitting around have, in little groups and well, teams I, and talking it over?
2: The first thing that we would do is the trainers would come in and say, get them out of their pads. You know, so the guys would take their pads off, take their pads off get off their feet because you don't know. It happened to me once in my 32 years of coaching college football, uh, and it was at Susquehanna. We had a rain delay for our home opener, uh, which was a night game against Moravian, and I hate to say this because we're sitting here and we're what mm-hmm. an hour and a half from home, but that game went till past midnight mm-hmm. because of the exact same thing. Okay. So it looks like looks like we might be getting some some activity down there team's coming out yeah i haven't seen anything yet but what we did is exactly what you just described uh, and had the guys take their stuff off we met group wise and then afterwards just told them get off your feet just kind of block everything out i didn't want we got them oranges and stuff you didn't want them eating a lot either because that that tends to make you sleepy okay Um, good point so um you know we just had to get through it we fortunately won that night, so I'm one and zero in one of these uh, <laughs> crazy things. But um, it, it's just it's just what you have to go through. And I think Coach Hicks knows that. He's been around the, the you know Chip malls on his staff. He's been here forever, and yeah, you know these guys are good guys. They know what's going on, what to do. And um, after the first one, we didn't we were still in pre pregame so mm-hmm. this will be different once they get back on the field uh, are they going to spend 10 15 minutes in a stretch pregame mode I don't know sounds like he's getting active down there though pat
4: yeah we haven't seen, neither team has returned to the field so we're still watching here we're in uh, if you just join us lightning delay two back to uh, back lightning delays has forced us to hold off on here for the safety of everyone getting into the locker rooms for the players and uh, so we're waiting for those t- uh, to get the call that they can return. Seals Grove is trailing Pottsville at mm-hmm. this point, nothing. Low score, a one-yard run by senior quarterback for the Tide. Uh, extra point was no good. And, again, that's where we stand, 6 nothing in this game. And uh, if you're just joining us and you're wondering who's uh, sitting off to my left and talking at Steve Briggs, Steve's joining me on the broadcast. He's trying to fill the huge shoes of the once uh, Dave Hess, who did it. And, and Ryan and, and, Brandt. And Ryan oh, Brandt, yeah. absolutely. And I Uh, dave knew that going in he said i'm not going to be ryan brand and ryan brand was uh, did a wonderful job he and i had a great relationship on the air and everything that we did over the years saw a lot of great football 2009 was our first year we came in won a state championship was able to go along with that ride and the reason i bring up from a different perspective we did it from the broadcast booth but for those who do not know steve briggs son Corey briggs was the starting quarterback on that 2009 team and riding here I mean, it's been how long? Your son is, what, 30, you said? Mm-hmm. I mean, but, boy, we bring up 2009. You don't have to say another word, and the grin comes crumb, across your face that, as it does with a lot of parents.
2: I, I said this to many, many people. I've been very blessed. I, I was a college football coach for my career. I've had great experiences. When I was at Richmond, we beat Virginia Tech at Tech. When I was at Lehigh, we beat Lehigh, uh, Navy down at uh, Navy the best and and, and won championships at at Susquehanna as a head coach the best football experience I have ever had in my life was that night in December when we beat Manheim Central and I was on the field with my son and i don't know how many thousands of community people were down there one of the best feelings i've ever had in my life bar none in an athletic setting and it's because it's a community mm-hmm. and that was what was cool about it you Absolutely. Know? yeah you know when your kid plays and all that stuff but it, it was it was one of the most special things i've ever we've ever experienced as a family you mm-hmm. know my parents were there from Massachusetts. Uh, you know, my dad passed away since then. Um, my brothers were in town, uh, brother-in-law. I mean, it was so cool. It was really, really neat. And um, that's what I hope all these kids and all these parents and all the people from Sealants Growth can experience again someday. Hopefully this year. Uh, but it, it was just incredible. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come back to see if this juice is still, as coaches <laughs> yeah. talk about juice all yeah. the time, right? Um, it, it, it was a very special moment, and um, we're, we were blessed to be part of it.
4: We're at, with uh, a lightning delay, and both teams have returned to the field. 8.03 to go here in the second quarter. Seals Grove trailing Pottsville 6-0. All the action being heard here on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. I've all been heard as your voice for the Seals Grove Seals since 2009, Ryan Branton and I did it uh, for the first uh, 10, 11 years, I think it was, that he and I were able to uh, watch Seals Grove grow through. Dave Hess and I did the last two years. And as I mentioned, Steve Riggs is now along with me. Also, a big part of what we've done over the years is our stat man, Zach Showers, yep. as well. And it's been a great experience. And the reason I bring up 2009, Steve, because not only were you watching your son, you and Christina, watching your son win a state championship, but it wasn't a bad year for susquehanna either yeah, and yeah. the football so let's not overlook that me being a susquehanna grad i was able to watch and and from afar and be a part of that so that that wasn't all that shabby either what was going on with susquehanna
2: yeah we won the liberty league which was our last year in that conference um before we uh, the next year and and we're currently in uh, the centennial league uh the centennial conference uh coach tom perkovich who's done a fabulous job uh taking over when, when I when I hung it up, and uh, we're, we open next week at home against Lyco so always a big big thing, mm-hmm. and and uh, a big plug for those guys and Perk and the staff, and um, you know we're we're really excited at SU um, to see what we have, and I think it's going to be special.
4: Again, it's uh, Coach Briggs reminiscing, as I've brought to his attention, and uh, didn't take long to think about the emotion and everything that went along with it and so I I present to you the question as we're getting ready, both teams warming up here and you hear it all the time. What's harder being a parent of a kid playing or coaching on the sidelines as you went through that experience.
2: Oh, the parents, toughest hell. I don't know <laughs> if I'm supposed to say that, but uh, <laughs> I I used to uh, put you guys on. I used to listen to Pat and Ryan in the stands with with earphones. Frank, frankly, because it, it was tough, and and I got the you know people knew that I coached, and it was. What do you think? What do you think? Well. What do I think? My God, they were 16-0. and (laughs) What do you need from me? (laughs) All I could do is mess it up. Coach Hess and his staff did a fabulous job. And uh, those kids, uh, well, young young men now, uh, you know, and just really special.
4: Again, we're here at Pottsville, the Crimson Tide, the Seals Grove Seals doing battle. They just got... As far as 8:03 to go in the second quarter with Pottsville leading 6 nothing over the Seals. Again, all the action on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Next week, Seals Grove will be home against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We apologize. This game was going to be broadcast live on YouTube as Sunbury Broadcasting Channel Sports Live. But we will be doing it next week. We apologize. There was uh, some discussion. Uh, regarding not able to do that here tonight, but want to remind you it will be up and running next week. We had the video people come here to the broadcast booth. They were ready to get all set up, and because of some uh, logistics, they were not able to do that. So we will do it next week. Again, it's the Sun Bear Broadcasting uh, Sports Live on YouTube. Check it out. We'll give you the video along with the audio from me and Coach Steve Briggs. So looking forward to that opportunity next week. Again, at Seals Grove, we'll be at home for the first home game at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium here in 2021. We'll do that next week against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The officials are out chit-chatting talking to the coaches, seeing if we're going to get this one underway here uh, momentarily. Again, to start in the game, Seals Grove Seals, had taken the ball over midfield, and they had run the ball, did a nice job, some fullback action. Also, Brandon Heil, the feature back out of that I formation, able to get it into uh, Crimson Tide territory. Unfortunately, had a fumble uh, that, that ended that, and they had to punt it away. And then the Crimson Tide got it back. They weren't able to move the ball, had a couple drop passes, and then one uh, throw hit the receiver in the helmet and went incomplete. They had to punt it away. And then uh, both teams just kind of going back and forth. But then, Pottsville got great field position as they were able to uh, take the ball from the Sealsgrove 23-yard line and finish it off with a lone touchdown on the night with 2:02 to go in that first quarter. And that's where we stand here at Pottsville. Seals Grove trailing the Pottsville Crimson side six nothing after a missed extra point. A lot of discussion here about whether we're going to get stuff going. So it looks like we might be just moments away from getting this one started as uh, both teams continue to warm up and try to get themselves back up. So that's the thing, too, Steve. You know, you it's the season opener. You're talking all offseason to get things going, the adrenaline. You see it all the time, the adrenaline. You get everything pumped up. You got that mojo, and then you got to bring it back down again. And you talked about taking the pads off, relaxing all that. Now you're asking the guys go, let's get, get it, get it do, back up again
2: get it going again yeah and so. and they aren't going to have the benefit of a of a kicking period to uh kicking aspect of the game they got to start right in an offensive and defense so it, it it might take a couple uh series to get them back up to the intensity
4: let oh, see yep see the adjustments yeah we do good leadership on the seals Grove side teague hoover brandon Heil. Obviously on the defensive side, and then you got uh, guys that returned, played a lot, Stephen Miller a year ago, Aaron Rathamal, uh, getting a lot of action, Brian Rumberger, Nate Almond, all those guys played a lot last year. So we're going to get this one started here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. As Crimson Tide will start with the ball, first down and 10 from their own 26, 27-yard line. Man goes in motion from right to left. Quarterback gets it, fakes it to the deep man. Got a wide open receiver, making a catch at the 45, tackled by Hoover out at midfield. So they come out with a pass, good call, and good execution by the Crimson Tide. Teague Hoover saves what could have been a bigger play for the Crimson Tide. First down for Puzzville.
2: Play action, which we've been talking about. You run the football. And then, uh, you know, they, they caught him, got behind the secondary a little bit. Good play by Hoover.
4: Look at some adjustments at the linebacker position. I think I see number 22. I'm trying to see if that's Derek Holtzapel playing in the middle of that linebacker position. Quick pitch this time, going left is Davis, reverses his field, coming across between the hashes, and is will be tackled into Seals Grove territory down to the 36-yard line, a good run by the leading rusher from a year ago for the Crimson Tide to pick up another first down for Pottsville.
2: Now it looks like Holtzapple is in at linebacker for Holtzak.
4: Playing the middle linebacker position there, yeah, and he'll be uh, – out in the middle there, also got Rumberger and Rothermall. Heil, look like some movement up front, no call. Getting some pressures, Miller on the quarterback. Gets rid of it, it's got a man deep in the end zone. It's balls hit up in the air and almost intercepted. Defended out there by Hoover and by Nate Ahmet as the retended receiver tried to split the defenders. Good play, ball falls incomplete. Second down and 10 for the Crimson Tide at the Seelins Grove 36-yard line.
2: Great pressure, last two plays. And I think, uh, obviously, Carabello, uh, his athleticism got out, got him out of it. If they can contain him, uh, it should be good stuff.
4: So he's going to break his Crimson Tide out of the huddle, stays in the shotgun formation, done offset to his right, wide receivers to each side. Second down and ten for the Crimson Tide. Blitz coming, Turn. deep man gets the call, straight of the middle, got room. Knocked off his feet as he carries it inside the 30-yard line. Down close to a first down for the Crimson Tide. They'll mark it at the 27-yard line. So it looks like it'll be short of a first down. Big third down play here for the Seals' defense as the Crimson Tide have come out from the delay with a lot of mojo moving the ball very easily on the Seals Grove defense into Seals Grove territory. Third down and one. Carabella will go up under center. Wide receivers to each side. Eye formation behind him. Fullback gets the call. That's done. First down. Dragon defenders as he's going to take it inside the 25-yard line. Marking about the 23-yard line. So, enough for a first down for Pazville. Picking up three first downs in this drive alone. Moving the ball down the field. Deeper in Seals Grove territory.
2: These guys are explosive runners. I've said it from the get-go, but Dunn just made two moves that... We missed, and it's because of him. Uh,
4: uh, He's got that wiggle.
2: That was really, really a good play.
4: Explosive from that fullback position for the Crimson Tide. Shotgun formation this time. Taking a step, designed run by Carabello, going off to the right, using his quickness to the 20. Makes a man miss at the 15, and finally tackled at the 11 yard line. Crossing on the stop, knocked out of bounds, Nate Almit, Romberger. And also, Holtzapple on the stop, but a good run. Senior quarterback picking up another first down, and the Crimson Tide in business, leading 6-0 at this point with 5.53 to go here in the second quarter.
2: Definitely coming out.
4: Quick are the Crimson Tide.
2: I think Teets came in for him. Yes, he did. Outside linebacker.
4: See if he can make a play here as... Crimson Tide moving deeper into Seals Grove territory. This is going to go to Davis. He's hit low by Stephen Miller and finished off by Brandon Heil. It's going to be a loss on the play and bring up a second down.
2: I think the tight end for Pottsville just took a swing at Seals Grove kid. I don't know who they're going to call it on. Number 88.
4: While well, the officials talk that out, I want to remind you that Eagles football can be heard on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Merle Reese, might Quick, visit Eagle107.com for full broadcast schedule starting in September. And as Steve called it, the penalty is going to go against the Crimson Tide. It's going to march them back. And now often you see this, can they over Because they were right. moving the ball, everything was going their way. But then you have a big penalty. Now you got to see whether it's going to, will what's turned out to be a great first possession after the delay for the Pottsville-Crimson Tide. See,
2: Seals grove got to take advantage of it because that could be crushing for Pottsville.
4: And this is second down goal to go outside of the 25-yard line at the 27-yard line for the Crimson Tide. Two wide receivers split to the left, one to the right for Carabello. He drops back, looking right, gets rid of it, behind his intended receiver. And just making sure there wasn't a catch there, Brandon Heil. And that's DiCello on the look there, but it falls incomplete, and it's going to be a third down goal to go for the Crimson Tide. They only kicked one successful field goal a year ago, came from about 25 yards. So I wonder if they're even in the range to be able to try to kick a field goal if they get it even about 10 yards here. So third down goal to go for the Crimson Tide. Twins now, wide receivers to each side. Shotgun formation for Carabello. Taking the snap. Design run. Straight up the middle. He's got room. Still going. Makes a man miss. Drag the defenders to the 10-yard line. Now he's down to the, about the 8-yard line, maybe the 9-yard line. Design run that time. Big well open in designed, the middle.
2: Well-designed play. They, they spread the whole formation out with double twin set. Both linebackers stepped out wide with that. And there was nobody in the middle of the field
4: using his athletic ability to get inside the 10-yard line so it's going to be fourth down goal to go and answer the question would they attempt a field goal even if they got it deeper into the Seals Grove territory in fourth down and answers no they'll stay out with their senior quarterback Dunn and Davis in the backfield some confusion about where Dunn's going to end up and that's going to force a timeout taken by the Pottsville Crimson Tide and Boy, they've looked impressive. We talked about how are these teams going to come out, out of this delay, which was extended. And boy, Crimson Tide have answered that question. They've come out on fire.
2: Yes. It looks like they did what we talked about and used the time to take advantage of what they maybe saw in uh, in Seal and Scroll for the first half. And, and certainly they they exploited it last play of the quarterback draw was certainly that. You know, they they outflanked Seelands Grove, double twin set, wide twin set. They adjusted with formation with the outside backers, kind of kicked the inside backers out. Quarterback saw it, and they ran a draw inside.
4: Like you said, well executed. Great call by the Crimson Tide. So timeout was taken by the Tide. Following the timeout, it'll be a fourth down goal to go. It becomes a huge play for the Seals Grove defense, we talk about backbreaker plays of the game, schmoka Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game, and if Seals Grove would come up with a big stop here, that could be a nice candidate for just that. Fourth down goal to go for the Crimson Tide. Trips to the left. One back in the backfield along with Carabello. Taking a snap. Looking left. Get a little pressure. Now he's going to reverse his field, being chased from behind, still keeping the play alive, looking left, going to get rid of it, back in the end zone, going up for it, and it's going to be incomplete, knocked out of bounds, and the receiver went play. up, and a good play in the back of the end zone.
2: Teak, Teak Hoover, tremendous play.
4: Stay with it tremendous all the way play. through. How difficult, I mean, you know how difficult that is to be able to, he was buying time, buying time, so as a defender, you've got to keep running around, running around, and, boy, like you said, that senior, Made a play. A big play in the game when it looked like Pottsville was going to take it down and put points on the board.
2: the other side of this, there's a coaching point right here. That was because of lack of discipline. The kid swung at our kid, Pottsville's personal foul, knocked him back out of play. Case point. They lose the ball. Don't score a point.
4: Exactly what we talked about. Can they overcome? And that was a significant penalty.
2: Sealsgrove get the ball
4: on downs. Miller in motion from left to right. Pastor under center. Eye formation behind him. Sealsgrove has it at their own 10 yard line. Long count by Pastor. Taking the snap. Going to give it to Heil. He's trying to get to the edge. Now he cuts it back towards the left hash and it's going to be driven into the turf. They'll give him forward momentum to about the 11 yard line. For many, gets up, celebrating the stop on Brandon Heil. So look at a 4 a maybe about two yards, maybe three after it's all said and done. 3.45 to go, 6-0 lead for the Crimson Tide. Talk about putting your foot in the ground and sticking it back up, and that got him some positive yards because he continued to stretch that out. I don't know if he was going to pick up quite what he did on that run, even though it was short pickup but a positive play.
2: Second and seven.
4: Now they're going to send it. Bastion. To the right this time. No wide receiver to the left. Pastor is going to pitch it to hilo again. Gets a good block by Amit. He's got a first down and more. Bounces off a defender at the 25-yard line. So good kick out block that time by Nate omit and it strings Hile for a first down.
2: Perimeter play. Mm-hmm. Perimeter play.
4: And something you're asking for, and it comes into a good time. Pick up a first down, like you said, just to be able to show that, right? I mean, you show them, it creates just a natural spread of your defense and opens up some more opportunities here. Now they flip the wide receivers to the other side. They just were on the right side. Now Ahmet and Bastion go to the left. They stay at the I-formation. Miller's on the left, blitz being shown, and the fullback's going to jump. That's Ethan Miller. He jumps from the fullback position. Remember, he's filling in. All was banged up in that first half. Has not looked like he's going to return. We're not going to assume anything on what the injury or make any kind of diagnosis of what the injury is, but we're hoping it's a chance that he'll be able to bounce back. He's a big part of this Seals defense and offense aside. But that was Ethan Miller, jumped from the fullback mm-hmm. position, and now you talk about can you overcome the penalties. Pastor is going to pop out of the huddle, puts his offensive line up, Aaron Rothamol, center for the Seals Grove Seals. Blitz coming, tight linebackers to the formation. This is going to be Heil. Nope, that's Tucker Teets. He's got good yardage off the right, close to the 30 yard line before he's bumped out of bounds. Shows some explosiveness going off the right side.
2: Doing a nice job blocking up front. And obviously the the running backs are, are, are getting seams.
4: The starting offensive line with Melhorn, Logan slogger Catherman, Catherine, and Maurer. Keep an eye out there and see if there's some changes. But looks like they're able to stick with those guys. And, like I said, have to commend what they've been able to do so far for this running game for the Seals. Second down and long, the ball at the 29-yard line in Seals Grove territory. Seals trail 6-0. Blitz coming off the edge. Give it to the fullback. That's Ethan Miller. He's not going to have much there. Maybe to the... 30-yard line, and that's going to be it. He was grabbed right away and thrown to the turf for many, again, on the stop.
2: What's happening here, though, is the clock's, the clock's running down to a minute and a half, and a half in the half, the first half.
4: Yeah, as you mentioned, it's just 1.30 to go here in the first half, just joining us, long lightning delay, back-to-back lightning delays. We've got a timeout on the field. Again, we talk about Schmokendam Health Center backbreakers plays of the game. We're looking at the scoreboard, and we know a lot of games. Just saw Mike Ferlazo, who covers Mount Carmel. He was in a delay at uh, the Mount Carmel game, and uh, we're looking at scores and updates to try to give you the Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. So not able to give you much at this point, but we appreciate their sponsorship of all the scores, and we call it the Blaze Alexander Nissan out-of-town scoreboard. One game we're keeping an eye on, and we call it the... Built for tough game of the week, Blaze Alexander Ford giving us that. It was the Southern Berwick game, but the last we saw, 43 nothing lead for the Southern Columbia Tigers. So what was built up to be and one of the one of the games around the valley, a lot of people were were anxious to see. We'll see what Berwick with De Francisco coaching up at Berwick, but Southern Columbia getting the most of them at this point. Again, that's part of our built for tough game of the week. Falling into timeout, Seongsu Grove will have it third down and six. They have it at their own 30-yard line. They trail six nothing. They came up with a stop on fourth down when Pottsville had it inside the 10-yard line to keep the score just at six nothing. Two wide receivers split to the left.
2: Trips up. and then trips.